I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Justin Fields unfollows the Chicago Bears on Instagram social media. And a lot of people are speculating for good reason that he's out of Chicago at this point. Already too many rumors taking place and already too much uh, entertaining of the idea of moving fields inside Chicago. You know, no shutting that down. No, he's our guy. Very, very open and interested. Ears everywhere. Uh, People can hear and, and people are reporting all kinds of inquiries and, and teams very interested in acquiring Justin Fields. There's no going back from this. You can't just say, Justin, we're sorry, you are our first choice. At this point, it's, I don't think, fixable. And and nor do I think this guy or the Bears want to have a marriage in place anyway. It's Caleb Williams to the Chicago Bears. It almost feels all but done. The bigger question here is, where is he going? Not... Is he going somewhere? Where is he going? The fantasy football show begins right now. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the fantasy football show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Not a matter of will he go somewhere else, it's when and where. Uh, Justin Fields hasn't yet scrubbed his social media, and let me pull it up as of this moment right here, just to make sure we are not looking at a, a scrubbing situation because that will be the next step. Right now, no, it looks the same. Right now, it looks the same. Uh, he's got a picture of himself in a, in a Bears uniform. He's got the Chicago Bears slash Atlanta. Atlanta, like you know, that's he's representing hometown. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I think at this point, you got to say to yourself, the Falcons make the most sense. I mean, he's even got that in his bio not to say he's going to the falcons but this is where the man wants to go this guy's home is atlanta he wants to go to atlanta i think and i think the atlanta falcons want him as well so this feels like an eventual marriage and really it's going to come down to what do the falcons have to surrender we don't believe they're going to have to give up this number eight overall pick Maybe the Bears will potentially try 
to grab a hold of this A-pick in some sort of second round getting kicked back to Atlanta type of swap. So it's like a move down from pick number eight to the second round. I, I wouldn't put it past the Bears to want King's ransom value. But at some point, you've shown your hand. At some point, it's got to be ultra competitive to drive the price up above, you know, that 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 level or to get it into first round territory everyone's gonna laugh at first rounders being kicked around i get it uh i'm just saying that it's competition breeds you know higher bids and a, and a higher cost if the competition isn't big which it should be but remember back no one not one team not one team wanted lamar jackson for two first round picks not one so it, it wouldn't be crazy to know the competition for this man wasn't so great that teams were willing to surrender first-round picks, okay? So if we kick it down to a couple seconds, a second and a third, a second and a third, a second and two-thirds, two second-rounders, I'd pay all of that. I'd pay all that. And, and quite frankly, I would give up a future first-rounder alone. Like, and I don't think the Bears want that. I think the Bears... Well, the Bears would want that, but the Bears want now draft capital, I believe, as they're trying to rebuild and will try and build around Caleb Williams. But I would personally say, okay, no, we're not giving you this eight pick. I don't care if you're giving us a second back. There's no trade down for us, but we will give you a, a future or a conditional future first-rounder. That's probably not going to be needed. I understand what I'm saying. I would pay that. Don't tell anybody. If I was the GM, don't tell anybody. I would overpay. Because you give the Atlanta Falcons Justin Fields to throw to Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and you have Bijan Robinson just pulling in. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply passes from fields running just all over defenses as they try and contain this man just galloping around the field it's going to be a marvel the Atlanta Falcons are going to be the Washington Commanders as I've said all offseason and people are going to get on board these trains so quickly mark my words everyone's going to pretend they they saw this coming like we did nobody was in here beating a drum like your boy in our community on the Atlanta Falcons and the Raheem Morris signing. It was, it was dog water. Everybody said, dog water, bringing in Raheem Morris. We said, be patient. Zach Robinson's not too far behind him. And sure enough, what we said happened, what would happen, ended up happening. The Atlanta Falcons are a glorious landing spot for anybody, quarterback, player, Zach Robinson, Raheem Morris. This is the Rams unit minus McVay. It's everybody. 
here in Atlanta. And these two teams, mark my words, everyone's going to jump on board. These two teams are the quick turnarounds. These are the new Houston Texans and Detroit Lions, Washington and Atlanta. There'll be some haters that will kind of remind us that not everybody's going to see this coming. But a lot of people are trying to get on board this train, but the train is full. Man, fields to Atlanta would be marvelous. But let's real quickly recap this. Um, I, I did a quick search before I went live just to make sure. I searched Bears in his follower search box, and the Bears surely did not pop up. He is not following the Chicago Bears. Report was, and I couldn't confirm it myself, to be honest. Report was he was following them earlier. Um, so if we trust that report and those reports, because there are several of them, that he was following the, the Chicago Bears at some point when, I don't know, was it earlier today? Was it yesterday? I don't know. But he's not following them today. I did a search for Atlanta. I did not find the Falcons on that list either. So just a little bit of information there. Fields, again, has yet to scrub his social media. That will probably be next step. And if that happens, we know there is definitely a, a problem in Chicago. Um, Caleb, to me, is not the answer in Chicago. But you know what? You're going to be surprised by this answer. I said this earlier on the on the show today, on the on the after or the evening show, the APM show. I don't know that Fields is the answer in Chicago either. I know I I don't think Caleb is, but I, I'm pretty sure Fields wouldn't be either because they aren't setting up that situation properly. I don't believe in Shane Waldron. I think Shane Waldron is not probably the man to cultivate Caleb, let alone try and, uh, you know, patch up and, and, and nurture Justin Fields, who's in a position where he kind of needs that. Zach Robinson's type of offense will be perfect for him. Zach Robinson uh, has such a high-octane offense, and there's so many moving parts to it that it really puts Fields in a position where he's got not only less pressure, and it's just such a, a high-octane system that... He's not going to be feeling like he has to do everything himself. Take a look at Puka Nakua. Take a look at Cooper Cup. Take a look at Kyron Williams. Take a look at the Rams' offense. Take a look at the Rams whenever they faced a really good defense. Even when they went up against the Niners, and I know the Niners' the defense was up, up and down, but there was a, a point where everybody said, okay, this is a real tough matchup coming up, and the Rams just walked all over them. And the Rams can walk all over everybody, they can run the ball up the gut on anybody. I don't care what the defense, the defensive matchup is. They can they can throw on anybody. The Rams were literally dangerous and lethal, no matter what the matchup. There was there was no matchup that concerned me with Kyron Williams, and and the same thing will will be the case in 2024. I the departure of Zach Robinson and Raheem Boris. While not the best thing in the world, the best news in the world, this is a McVay tree. So McVay should be able to replant the seeds to to make this you know work and function in 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 uh, in 2024. But to transplant both the DC and QB coordinator over to the Falcons and implement a Rams and Atlanta Rams system, it's going to be glorious. Fields will not be. In any of the same positions he was in Chicago, Fields will not be set up to fail. Fields will not be constantly looking at horrible play calls. He'll be getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. Remember the preseason game where Fields did a dump-off pass, and we all thought Fields was going to the moon. I, I especially, you know, I'll take I've taken my laps tons and tons of times. Um, you guys remember when Fields took the field in the preseason? Threw a little dump off pass to his RB. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was. 
I think it was close. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bill Herbert, and he literally took it house. It was a short little pass, a little screen pass, took it to the house. Then there was another pass, Fields threw it to, was it DJ Moore or the other running back, I forget who, and he took it to the house. But neither of those throws were really Fields doing some magical downfield throw. It was literally a screen, a a player that got the football immediately near or around the line of scrimmage, and then they took it all the way downfield, and everybody said what? What did everybody say about Fields when we said, oh, Fields season's going to come? And granted, it didn't. It had its ups and downs and its roller coaster ride. But what did everybody say? Oh, that wasn't Fields. That was his weapons. Anybody could have you know, thrown that touchdown pass. That wasn't a great throw. It was actually behind him. There was a lot of people that ran their mouth about Fields in those two particular plays in the preseason that got a lot of people excited. Why am I telling you this story? Because in a Zach Robinson system, QB coordinator from LA coming over to be the Atlanta Falcons new OC. He's going to have so many plays, as I said, where Fields is not put in a position to try and make all of the plays happen by himself. He's going to literally put the ball in playmakers' hands. Think Puka Nakua, think Cooper Cup, think Kyron Williams. Therefore, Fields will have so much less pressure, he'll blossom very quickly under the command of Zach Robinson, and he's going to have every tool he needs in order to be successful. I haven't even mentioned Kyle Pitts much, but this is going to be critical. Think of Cole Komet and how good he's looked at times. Think of how how good Drake London is going to look to be Fields' DJ Moore. Drake London climbed into every single one of your top fives at some point last year during the week four or five time frame when Fields was a top two quarterback back-to-back weeks and had explosions. DJ Moore exploded. DJ Moore had a great year anyway, even though Fields was up and down. Imagine what Drake London's going to do as DJ Moore 2.0 for Fields in 2024. It's going to be glorious. And if they maybe, maybe, maybe decide to and they can they can add offensive line. They can do a couple different things with this wrong button, Smitty, with this number eight overall draft selection. But what if they took neighbors? What if he was there? What if they took a Dunze? What if they took someone like that to put in a to put Fields in an even better position? And Atlanta's one of their big needs is a wide receiver too. Even though they have gone offense over and over and over in the first round, actually at the eight pick, really. Uh, Pitts was what, number four? Uh, Bijan was eight. London was eight. And now you take a Dunze. Uh, I don't think Neighbors falls, but you, know, you never know. Neighbors fell or they traded up one or two picks and they got Neighbors. Imagine if you gave Neighbors or a Dunze over to Fields and he already had Drake London and he already had Kyle uh, Kyle Pitts. It's going to be 
insane insane um as for caleb again my my whole thing here is that i don't think caleb williams is the right in the right position i think had caleb williams gone to or he he still hasn't gone to, to chicago yet they could trade down maybe they like drake may don't put it past the team to change their mind that's one thing people need to understand but if let's say Caleb does go to Chicago, if Caleb was to go play with Cliff Kingsbury, I'd have more faith because Kingsbury was his coach, his QB coach at USC this past season. So this is his coach. If he could play for his quarterback coach in college who just went to Washington, named Cliff Kingsbury, that a lot of people like to crap on, that has a very high octane uh, air it out attack. I'd feel better about Caleb, but I don't want Caleb to go to Washington because I want Washington, Kingsbury, Adam Peters, and, and this this arsenal that's about to be unleashed in Washington. I want it to be led by JD5. It could be Drake May, and I could get more on board of Drake May. I'm not against him. I'm just not as high uh, as everybody else because I have JD5 too. But I'm going to get behind whatever quarterback goes to Washington because I believe in Kingsbury. I believe in Adam Peters. I believe in what they're trying to do. I also think Fields is still in play for Washington as we all get super excited about Atlanta. There's no lock that Fields is going to Atlanta. He could go to New England. He could go to Washington at two or uh, not two overall. Washington who drafts two overall. And then they draft Marvin Harrison Jr., which is the most glorious plan of attack you could ever come across. If I was the GM, and I'm not Adam Peters, but if I was, I would trade three second rounders for Justin Fields, a future conditional first rounder for Justin. Give them, give them whatever they want aside from that number two, obviously. And you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and Justin Fields, and you take it into the future, and you straight up dominate. Same thing with New England. Trade a couple seconds for Justin Fields, whatever it takes, conditional future first. I don't care. And you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three overall. Because if Washington doesn't trade for Fields, they're not taking Marvin Harrison Jr. They're taking their quarterback. So New England's in a great driver's seat here. If Washington goes QB and they don't get Fields and New England's the one that trades for Fields, they're guaranteed to get Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three overall. Because Caleb's going to Chicago or they're taking a quarterback, some random crazy last-minute change of heart. And Washington without Fields would be 100% taking a quarterback. That leaves New England or Washington in the best possible position. And my poor Cardinals who think they're getting Marvin Harrison Jr. at four could be in some trouble. Cardinals always get screwed and they always screw up the draft. Let's see what happens. I got a super chat here from Bill. Bill, my boy. He has always prioritized an elite processor. I'm not so sure Fields is the guy. Cousins may, maybe McCarthy, maybe makes more sense. Love your work, Smitty. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you. It's not that you don't have a good point. You do. Um, but I believe Fields can process. I just think that we have a differing opinion on Fields and can he be a good high-level quarterback. I just think, like Lamar Jackson, a lot of people like to crap on Fields. A lot of people are drawing conclusions about Fields. I'm not yet ready to. If you remember back, and I don't think I'm wrong about the talent, last year I loved Fields. And I, I think I could get there again if he gets to the right spot. Um, I also think that, you know, it, it's... it's uh, I don't know. Um, it's tough to say. Uh, I'm not sure Fields is that guy. McVay tree has always... Plus, on top of that, when you think about it, McVay and um, 
and and Zach Robinson aren't exactly the same person. So I don't know if the tree is going to necessarily be exactly identical. You know, each generation it moves forward. Like Zach Robinson might very much love a quarterback like Justin Fields, even though he you know is coming from that tree. McCarthy, I think, is way overvalued. I don't see how McCarthy. However, people ask, what's he done? What's he done? He's got some intang- some intangibles I like, but what's McCarthy done to even be worth a top eight overall pick? I I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's it's McCarthy's done nothing to me to prove he's a top freaking you know ten overall pick. To be honest with you, I'd take Penix Jr. and Bo Nix over McCarthy. Uh, Belichick yourself. I would lose. I would love to see Fields in New England. Absolutely, Belichick yourself. I know you would. I also would if they took Marvin Harrison Jr. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a it's a golden move. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bella. Ch- appreciate both of you dropping your super chats. You guys are awesome. And uh, let's open the phone lines for a few minutes. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial in, dial in, dial in. Appreciate everybody being here. Call in if you have a question, and your boy will answer your call. And, and I specifically want to talk about this topic right now. So if you call in and ask me about, um, I don't know, uh, Renfro. <laughs> or, hey, what do you think about Darren Waller? I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> no offense, but I'm going to hang up on you. DJ Moore, MHJ, Adunze, Komet, says Chris. Look, they could take Adunze with this, uh, talking about Chicago, Drafting a QB, Caleb, and then drafting a Dunze here to go with DJ Moore and Komet. It's a good arsenal for sure, but I just don't know that the man to get it done is going to be Caleb Williams with the combination of, of Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron and Caleb doesn't make sense to me. A part of me really wonders if everyone's going to be shocked. that Because keep in mind, like Caleb's everybody's number one right now to Chicago. But you guys, it is February 19. Cam Newton was nowhere near the number one overall pick early in the offseason. Quarterbacks rise all the time. Uh, Some teams actually have a dilemma on their hands until the night of or the moment they turn the card in. And it would not shock me if a combine or in the case of these guys maybe skipping combine work and doing partial combine work, pro days, if Drake may... Move to number one overall on all of these teams' boards. Not mine. I think he could climb on mine. But if anybody thinks Drake May can't climb to number one overall and actually go number one overall, you you haven't watched the last couple decades of NFL drafts because combines and pro days are critical. Not to mention one report leaked about character issues or hey teams are really concerned Caleb can't process at the next level or his character is becoming a real concern or he didn't attend anyone's no one attended his birthday party and he didn't go to anybody else's birthday party that all that stuff's gonna come out and when it does you'll see people freak out remember Stroud everybody freaked out about Stroud's score on that test that doesn't mean anything. He retook it and did well. Remember, things can nudge a player all around the board. And if anybody thinks Drake May doesn't go number one overall, can't go number one overall, they need to buckle up for a wild offseason 
uh, especially pre-NFL draft offseason. Uh, Ron Navy, you're live. What's up? Yeah, what do you think about Bell going back to the Steelers? I'm just kidding. Bell. Did you hang up? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about no, Darrell Wall? I, I was, I was um, on the way to the hospital. I was listening to the Blitz on Sirius, and Charlie Weiss was talking about um, Cousins actually going to Atlanta. Yeah. That's definitely his wife is from there, and he wants to go back there. And if he's gonna go anywhere, and the Vikings don't, um, they can't franchise tag him. He has that in his contract. So um, it'd be interesting because I mean, what I'm getting out of uh, the Steelers now is that they're gonna go in the picket so Fields. The hype for Fields going to the Steelers kind of diminished a little bit. Smoke so season, baby. Kind of interested. It's smoke season. Huh? It's smoke season, baby. That's yeah, why. I... So, so it's kind of interesting that you know, if you're Atlanta, who do you go after? Do you go after Fields or do you go after Cousins? If I'm Atlanta, I go after Fields. No, no question about it. Just because of the longevity part of it. But, but yeah, you must have missed the earlier show. Maybe I think. Um, but yeah, this no, from, oh, you did see it. Okay. Yeah. yeah so the, the still there. She, so prayers up for Miss Navy, everybody, by the way, drop a prayer emoji. Ron's got a hundred and one degree temperature right now. Cause when I got back home, I called her and they had to give her some Tylenol and stuff. So prayers up for Miss Navy. But, um, this, this, this right here, um, is being kicked around by a lot of different sources, not specifically this source, but, uh, but, Fields and Cousins, um, the the fact that the Falcons have made it very abundantly clear uh, several times already that it's a priority, quote-unquote, to attack the quarterback position is making everybody in news circles say, okay, well, prior, priority means Fields, it means Cousins, it means may, maybe Justin or uh, Russell Wilson if he was available. I don't think anybody's trading for him. Um or they're going to potentially tr- you know trade up and maybe even get aggressive. But yeah, to me yeah. the Atlanta Falcons will not settle for anything close to mediocre um and that means that they're only looking at Fields, Cousins trading up or you know and we'll see where you know they would probably last last resort Russell Wilson if available. I think I think that's it. I mean if if they feel like the right guy will fall to 8 if they love Penix Jr and they know they'll get him, they could stay at 8, but I really believe there's there's almost no negative outcome for the Atlanta Falcons quarterback situation. I think it only becomes hey, could it have been better? Would it be better if it was this guy versus this guy? But it is going to be a massive upgrade. Even Penix Jr. would be a absolute crazy upgrade over what we saw last year mixed with Arthur Smith. And let me just put this out there. If Arthur Smith, you know, who's gone, take him out, but you keep Ritter, I am not saying I want that, but I just want everyone to understand that that move alone upgrades the offense massively. But you take a horrible Ritter out of this and put in any number of quarterbacks. Even the guy I just said I don't think is even remotely close to a top 10 overall talent in J.J. McCarthy. You put McCarthy in this Atlanta Falcons offense, 
massively upgraded. Mixed with Arthur Smith being gone, massively. I'm not a huge fan of McCarthy, but he's efficient. He's good. I'm not saying he's a bust on any level. I just don't think he's ever going to have the ceiling value that a Penix Jr. has, even if Penix Jr. has more of a floor and risk level. So, like, man, I, I, I'm so excited for Atlanta. No matter what happens, Atlanta should be okay. Cousins will certainly be in the cards. I think they go that avenue at the same time as the potential Fields Avenue and to see which one feels better. Which I think they're going to just attack one of them at a time. I think they're going to say, look, because teams that need quarterbacks, there's many. There are many teams that need quarterbacks, especially down this, you know, picks nine through, you know, Really, I mean, Pittsburgh and, and Miami, they don't feel like they need quarterbacks. That's unfortunate for both of them, in my opinion. But these teams in here, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Denver, uh, Minnesota, uh, Chicago, will address it there, um, and, and, and potentially in Atlanta. There's so many teams right here. I think no, no it, there's going to be a little bit of a competition, a little bit of a race to get one of these guys like Cousins, for example. Cousins is in a good spot. There are so many teams that need a quarterback coming off an Achilles tear. He's actually in a really good position because any other year where there wasn't this many teams in need of a QB, he might he might find it a little, a little harder to find the, a team willing to take a gamble, quote-unquote, with the Achilles recovery. I mean, Aaron Rodgers... If Aaron Rodgers is a free agent, Aaron Rodgers would have a tough time getting a contract because he's he's so much, you know, you could say like near the end than Cousins. Cousins is definitely on his last hurrah, but Rodgers is at the tipping point of his last hurrah. So these Achilles injuries are tough, tough, tough to sell teams on. But Cousins is in a good spot because these teams are like, we'll take the we'll take the gamble. Um, but yeah, and you know what else I heard? What <clears throat> they were talking about? Um, guess where they were talking about Higgins could end up. He's getting franchise tag, but where where did you hear it? I heard it from. Um, no, no, no. Where did you he- no? Where did you hear he was going? Because he's almost ninety nine percent going to be tagged. Where did they say he was um, going? Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen, but but Higgins is almost a lock to be tagged. I I can't believe they think that. Uh, Michael, well, they were talking. This, this this is Charlie White. You know, he was on the blitz, so I don't know what you think of him. You know, he's. Uh, but anyways, he was saying that you know they're going to pay Chase the money, and and the guy he doesn't. So you're 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 potentially by keeping Higgins. Blowing up the locker room because, you know, anywhere else Higgins could be a, a WR one. Some say um, on a lot of different teams. On a lot of different teams, that's what they were saying. Yeah, some would say that. And uh, that's just where. So I don't know. That's just what I heard. I'm just yeah. I'm just I, it out there. I think um, I think of the wide receivers that are free agents. The the only two getting tagged are going to be. Uh, Higgins and Pittman. Ridley will not get tagged. That's a hundred percent certainty, because um, either keep keeping him regardless has the uh, Falcons receiving a forty-eight overall draft pick, second-round pick. So the Jaguars need to let him go so they can keep their forty-eight overall pick. That's a high draft pick. You're not you're not surrendering that pick for Ridley. 
Um, Evans, if Evans is franchise tagged, he won't cost the 20, $21 million. He'll actually cost $28 million. So Mike Evans is... Here, I'll, I'll read this report if I can get it on screen. Here, here it is. Uh, Jordan Schultz reports from Bleacher Report. Mike Evans and the Buccaneers remain... Oh, that, that's remain far apart in contract extension talks. Um, that's that's because he's waiting on Baker Mayfield to get inked. Baker Mayfield's waiting on him, vice versa, and who knows how long that's going to take uh, to iron out. But here here's the here's that report. Let me let me pull it up here. It is right. I think it's right here. Um, here it is. This is according to Adam Schefter on Twitter on X. Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans' projected franchise tag will be $28.4 million instead of the regular $21.6 million, meaning he is not expected to be tagged a tag candidate. So he 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 is not somebody that's getting tagged. Um, the tag will be used as, it's, as it should be, as it was designed to so many years ago on Baker, on the quarterback, and then they'll hold him in place, work out a long-term deal, then swing around and get Evans on board. But I think Evans will tell Baker, if you get your deal done, I'll return for you. Like, they'll probably be in communication on that for sure. But yeah, only Pittman and Higgins will get tagged. But the only way that this goes awry to me, the Higgins, like to what you're saying, if he, if let's say he goes somewhere else, they let him go, is, um, I mean, they could tag him and trade him. But, but I don't know that that's likely to happen with Higgins, but you never know. But... Higgins, if he's some sort of locker locker room problem, this you know, like if if that's going to be an issue or something, but I don't I don't think it will be. I don't sense that it will be. I just think they're going to tag him and say, look, you know, we can't get better than him, even though they probably could. Um, I, I I'm not the biggest fan of Higgins. I like him a lot, but I don't think he's a an, a, a wide receiver one. I know you're saying they were saying that. He could be a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. And maybe he could be a wide receiver one for some teams, but I don't think he'd be an elite wide receiver one. I just think that... Well, did coach from Cincinnati go... Isn't he the new head coach for Tennessee now? Uh, Tennessee Titans? Um, Yeah, he's... Uh, uh, yeah. he. I don't think so he's... So there could be some deal there. They might hear something in the background maybe going on. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Callahan, um, what's his name, Callahan? I, I don't know that, I don't see any buzz. I'm looking for it right now. I don't see any buzz on this Tennessee thing. I think they're just speculating on the Blitz or whatever you were saying. I don't see anything. I'm researching yeah, it right now. Well, Charlie White. Yeah, you know, they're just kicking it around. Everything I'm seeing here, let me see, Higgins, T little T. Higgins. Uh, Tennessee. Let's see. I mean, they all make speculations. They're, we all make speculations, so they could just. So be, yeah, I think that's but, I. I think that's I what it is. So I'm, re, I'm finding something here on Sports Illustrated. This was February 9th, so quite a quite a few days ago. Uh, T Higgins is open to re, reuniting with Brian Callahan, so that's probably where it was. He was asked about it. And, and I'm guessing Super Bowl time frame, he was talked about it. Hey, how would you like to go play with your former coach? And I bet that kick started this conversation that you heard. That's going to be my guess. But I, I don't think the the Bengals have any 
interest in not franchise tagging him. And I don't know that a team like Tennessee is going to franchise or trade for him tagged and sign him to a big lucrative deal, but they could. It's possible. Yeah, but didn't Cincinnati had, um, I what's his name, that, that rookie or whatever started showing off big time. So they might not even need Higgins. They might not even, they might be okay losing Higgins because that other guy started actually catching the ball really well with the, even though Burrow was out. What was his, what's his name? Think about Charlie Jones? No, the other one. Because Charlie Jones was pretty much, they were using him on special teams, but this guy they were using, um, they started using him a lot, and I can't remember his name. It was a weird last oh, name. Oh, uh, Los, uh, Los, Los Ivas. Yeah. Los Ivas. Or whatever, yeah, whatever you say. Whatever you say his last name. I don't I, know how yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, hey, uh, I'm, I'm not going to stand too long tonight. How many people we got here? 118. Uh, guys, call into the phone line if you want to get in on this. We'll, we'll answer some calls for a little bit. But what what's your prediction for where Fields is? Is it Atlanta? Is it uh, is it going to be in um, Washington? Is it New England? Is it somewhere like Minnesota? Is Minnesota going to get into this race? Is Denver, like I predict, going to be a little more active than people think in this potential field of sweepstakes because what other move, like I keep saying, Sean Payton said, I'm I'm moving on essentially. He tipped his hand. What other quarterback could they get? How do you upgrade Russell Wilson? Not saying Russell Wilson's the uh, an amazing quarterback, but like you could say build a rookie. That That's certainly possible. But at 12, you're in a, you're in a pretty bad spot to like guarantee you're going to get what you want. So like what Denver is a possibility. Vegas what? is probably out, and Seattle would be amazing. But the, you know they they retain Geno. They're paying him a decent amount of money. But that wouldn't stop me. I would go get Fields. But Miami should be getting him. Yeah. Pittsburgh seems to be out, like you said. But they were like the favorite. Remember what I said about Vegas? Vegas doesn't isn't predicting. Vegas isn't even trying to predict where he goes or do a good job on it. They're just trying to get on each side of that line. Part of me thinks Vegas will bump up a, a, a team like that just to get people to drop bets on it. You know what I mean? Like, if, if tomorrow they came out and said Atlanta's the new front runner for Fields, that triggers so many people to go lay a bet on it. And then all they do is just keep moving that money line around to make sure they get even amount of people on both sides and then they're like yeah we we initiated a whole rush to go put some wagers on them that's what vegas does so like vegas having pittsburgh the lead candidate didn't do anything to me i i i didn't think it remember i said i didn't think it was going to happen but you know i don't know that atlanta feels any more likely i just feel like i want it all right i'm trying to will it to happen but I don't. I don't know that any of us have a good lead on it. To be honest with you, it's. It's. I think the fact that he, he, you know, he, he, hometown Atlanta. He wants to go back to Atlanta. That's a huge driving factor potentially. Uh, hold on one second, Ron. Let me. Uh, four, four two five caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Four two five. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Robert Seattle. What's up, Robert? What can I do for you? Well, you're, I heard, I'm watching the show right now, and it, you said probably not Fields going to Vegas. Why, 
Why would you say that? Just because they, the Bears OC coordinator or whatever they hired or what? Yeah, because, I mean, they did, he didn't have good success with Fields, man. I, I, I mean, you could, you could swing it the other way and say, Smitty, well, them getting Getsy from Chicago, former OC in Chicago last year, but, you know, given that there's a rapport, maybe he's going to say, bring Fields over. And I guess I could change my mind if I heard something like, hey, Fields and Getsy are like this, and they believe they weren't set up properly. But my guess is, bro, Getsy, I don't think Fields probably likes Getsy at all. And I don't, as far as like being his play caller or being his, you know, head honcho there, I don't think that that's going to be a marriage that Vegas is going to want to put together given it didn't work. You know what I mean? But you never know. Like we we could hear something... Like I just said, where it's like they felt like they were set up for failure and it wasn't either one of them. They felt like they were doing what they needed to do. It's possible. Right. You know, but but from I from everything really I've know. read, Getsy failed to develop fields properly is what everyone's perception is. And I, honestly, it's the way I feel looking at it. <laughs> like Getsy misused fields badly. And that's on the head yeah. coach too. It's on everybody, but... I just think that them get. I think Vegas shouldn't have brought Getsy in. I don't think that was the right move. I think Vegas screwed up. Vegas screwed up there. Chicago screwed up bringing in Shane Waldron, and and so Vegas and, and Chicago right now are on my in my doghouse for fantasy production right now until I see something different from those guys. Yeah, I know. I was hoping Fields would have went there. I think that would have really. I mean, I hope he still does, but I just. I think that'd be a game changer. Over it would have been good, you know. Even though Adams wouldn't have stayed too long, you know, relevant. Um, I, right. I love Mayer. Uh, I, I, you know, thirteen. You could have maybe drafted maybe like a, a Dunze Falls or something like that. Yeah, like you, you never, you never know. Right. Um, so if they were able to trade for Fields using like a couple of seconds and then use uh, get in a Dunze or someone like that, or uh, you know, figured out a way to move up just slightly to get a Dunze or someone like that. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And on top of that, I love Pierce. Uh, you know, I, I I just think you get you get a guy that's failed in Chicago. Maybe now, maybe maybe, like I said, he wouldn't have failed if he was anywhere else. I don't know. I don't really have a good feel on Getsy. To be honest with you, I'd be lying if I said I I totally 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 know he won't work out in LV. He could. I feel I feel way more confident saying Shane Waldron's not the answer because he doesn't even have like a big resume, and you could say he did pretty good. You're you're a Seattle fan, right? You tell me what you think of no, of, no, uh, I'm a big time Raider fan. I was oh, uh, you're just in Seattle way there, but <laughs> well, you're, you're you're in Seattle though. Yeah. What what is the feel of Shane Waldron in Seattle? Fifty fifty. Okay. I mean, all my friends are big time Seahawks fans. So, <laughs> what are they saying though? Like, what do you feel? What do you feel like they're saying? What have you heard? Get gets yeah, or get, I mean, get Waldron is, out. Uh, they keep asking me what I think, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, everybody here's been been stuck to their ways, and then old Russ left, and you know, kind of party's over out here. <laughs> I got you. Uh, Bill, thanks again for that five dollar yeah. hauler. Appreciate you, Bill. Okay, well, uh, yeah, my my guess is that he doesn't he doesn't end up going, bro, uh, to to LV. 
again, I could be completely off and getsy and, and Fields be like this. But really what matters is not what Fields wants at all, really. I mean, he'll have some say because right. the team that receives him wants to make sure they're paying for a, a commodity that wants to, you know, get an extension and play there. And you know what I mean? Like, so there is some, some, you know, attitude that could push a team away. But I, mm-hmm. I I think that you have a better chance of Denver, Minnesota, and and Seattle over LV right now. But that's just me. As far as Las yeah, Vegas, man, I mean, you know who would be good for you guys is Penix Jr. or Bo Nix. I think that's probably your oh, move. Oh, I'd love it, too. I just don't – you know the Raiders in their draft history. What, what about time. Russell? What about Russell Wilson? You think Pierce would, would – Get him in line. I don't know. I don't know. It's not That's a bad a idea. One. I mean, Russell Wilson to Adams for a year and see what what happens. I mean, it's possible. Could work. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I wouldn't complain. <laughs> I mean, better than nothing. But I do like Penix Jr. I do like Bo Nix. Um, part of me wonders how far yeah. Rattler is going to climb in this uh, QB draft class. To be honest, but we'll see if he can. Kind of feel like he's the Hen and Hooker of last year. Hen and Hooker, uh, we still haven't seen him yet. He was coming back from an ACL tear, but he was a guy that was lingering in the 11 to 18 range at one point. People thought, and then he just fell, you know, and, you know, he didn't go high at all. Yeah. We thought he could go high. But I feel like Rattler might be the guy that everyone thinks could climb, and then he doesn't. But there's a lot There's a lot of good quarterbacks. I think there's at least six good quarterbacks that I think are competent for sure, uh, two or three of which have elite upside one or two of which will see a lead upside and maybe situation ruins the third. But well, I think right. we'll definitely get two, two, two amazing quarterbacks and one elite quarterback out of this draft class. Do you believe all the, the rumors on Vegas going up or making a move up for Jaden Daniels? Uh, I, I, I don't uh, disbelieve uh, it. I think it's smoke season, so I, I it's not something I feel like I would shoot down, but it's not something I can confirm as anything. I'm you know, it's just all number one. No team's going to let anybody know what they're really going to do. No team. It does the Raiders no good to let everybody know and know in advance we're moving up because that creates competition. Everything yeah. you hear is from somebody else that speculated it. That like Ron heard from. What he, you know, the thing he was hearing was probably from Higgins being interviewed when Higgins was asked, you know, hey, you know, Brian Callahan moved over to Tennessee. How, how, would, how about a, a re, reuniting over there? And it's like all of a sudden you have five, six, you know, shows and content creators talking about how Higgins says he wants to go play in, in Tennessee. Right. And it's not, it's not necessarily translated properly. So I just think that we'll, we'll have to see. But, but Raiders uh, trading up, sure. The only problem you're going to have with that is trading up where to Washington to Washington's two pick. Why would Washington trade down to 13 when they need a quarterback? You know, number right. three. Why would why would New England trade down to Las Vegas at 13 when they need a quarterback? Washington and, and New England are licking their chops that they finally have a shot at a top three QB, and this QB class is deep. Those those three spots aren't moving it, it, because Fields is not staying in Chicago. Chicago, Washington, New England, unless Chicago moves down one pick to take May or something like that, or Washington moves down one pick to take May, 
I think maybe within the top three they move around. But I don't know that there would be a, a smart reason why Chicago, Washington, or New England would trade out of the top three. Right. I, you know, unless Cousins were to go to Washington. But even then, you just take Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two. So yeah. why would you give yeah. Arizona at four the chance to take him? So honestly, bro, the Raiders are just dreaming to get a top three pick, in my opinion. I think, you know, Penix Jr. would be a great pick. Seattle is going to scoop up Penix Jr., I think, at 16 if he falls because you've mm-hmm. got the, uh, you, you know, the OC in Seattle. Uh, Grubb was the OC of Penix Jr. at Washington. So he's now there in Seattle, and he he is the new OC, and you, you better bet your bottom dollar he wants his quarter, his college quarterback he just coached who, who led a magnificent offense Offensive attack. Yeah, injury yep. concerns. Ron's made that abundantly clear, the injury concerns, as well as a lot of you. Injuries are a big worry, no doubt about it. But Penix Jr. can ball. And Seattle's yeah, got wide receivers. So maybe you convert back to a Seattle fan. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might really need, need to you might need to leave the door open. Just leave the door open. You're, you're there in Seattle. Just Maybe you need to just keep an open mind because... Uh, LV needs a QB, man. Uh, look, they said, you know, it's funny, smoke season. They said they're they're very happy with O'Connell, and then all of a sudden you hear a report the next day. is like the Raiders are, you know, definitely open to bringing in a QB. Um, who, yeah. who, who the hell knows? Could I see them banking on O'Connell for one more year? Maybe. But, man, the offense was very, very flat, you know, last year. It was very, very hyped. The defense was hyped. The, the team was hyped. They loved Pierce. But it felt like they had, like, a two-page playbook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been like that. For, it, it, it's been garbage. Yeah. They had to get rid of their coach. I mean, it's been... What's up, media? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else, uh, Robert? Appreciate you calling no, in. That's, that's I, yeah, I, absolutely. Love the show, bud. Yeah, call in any time, man. I got you in the system, so dial in more often. Later. All right. Adios. Uh, Ron, any uh, default? Appreciate you celebrating the membership question with me here. JF one to Atlanta at a boy. Default's huge on that. He wants he wants Fields in Atlanta so bad. I mean, we all do. We all want to see Drake London get a quarterback. Um, Ron, you love Drake. You love Drake London a lot last year too. Are you? I mean, if he got Fields, aren't you feeling like there there might be a surprise six to ten wide receiver? in the cards there for, for London with Fields? Yeah, we drafted the hell out of him and kind of disappointed with that going that way. But, yeah, if he gets a decent quarterback, whether it be Fields, whether it be Cousins, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for, for London. Yeah. How, how many? Um, and he'll be cheap because people won't be looking at him this year. Even if he does, because they're – you know how people hold on to their disappointments from the prior years. I, I think you'll be able to get them at a decent cost. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, percentage chance that Justin Fields scrubs the Bears off his social media by Friday. Or do you think he just stays off it? But, but he, I mean, his, his social media changed. Everyone keeps saying in the chat, he's barely on social well then, why why do he unfollow? Why if he's so inactive, why do he unfollow the the freaking Bears today? I don't know, like man. Friday, I, 
86%. Hey, George, call back in. I don't know why, George. I tried to add you, but it wouldn't add you. Uh, Travis Rowe, you're live. Uh, what do you think about Fields and his unfollowing of the Chicago Bears and all the potential landing spots? And is he going to be a Falcon? Go ahead, Travis. You're live. Um, oh, with the social media, that's, that stuff is deliberate. Like, they, they do it for a reason. Oh, like, yeah. We saw AJ Brown do it. And, you know, so it's like, Anyone who's saying, oh, they don't do social media much or whatever. Any of these any of these guys, especially the younger ones, they, they do it, you know, even if it's just for, for attention or buzz or, I mean, he, he's making a point by doing that. So I don't know if we'll find out why, but if, if it's him saying he wants out or if he heard something or if the, the wheels are going to start turning. But I think they trade him um, partially, like you said, just because – one, I think they feel like they don't know what to do with him. I feel like they're, they're worried because they kind of failed with him. I don't think he failed as much as they failed with him. And two, like we talked about, it extends their jobs maybe an extra year or two if they bring in a new quarterback and reset and have, you know and show that they can develop him a little, which I doubt that they can do that too. But um, yeah, obviously to me, Atlanta would, would be like – ideal. I mean, it, it, it just feels like it's set up. Is it number one for you? Atlanta Falcons, are they the number one landing spot? Let's just, let me ask a two-part question or a two or three-part. Is Atlanta the number one football spot for Fields to be a winner? Or is there another place you feel he's winning games, not fantasy or anything, just winning NFL quarterbacking? I'm trying to think off the top of my head on the teams that we've talked about. Uh, Washington, New England, I think um, uh, Atlanta, uh, Minnesota, Denver, uh, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Seattle, Miami, and Pittsburgh will leave out because they don't seem in the game. I think Miami would be the best. <laughs> Let me just say that. Like I would, yeah, I Miami hate to tell everybody, out. but I would vote Miami over Atlanta. Oh, no. You know what? Tua will it's do close. well enough, and yeah, give me, give me, a, give me Fields in Atlanta, then to Miami. Well, that's my my pecking order. Well, but. Not, fantasy or, or like just as a football player? Well, I let fantasy convince me not to say Miami. Just had to get, <laughs> but okay. Football, yeah, that's, football that's wise, awesome. okay. Football wise, you're right. Football, I'm, I, 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 I already confused myself because I went in the direction of fantasy because I got scared about a chan and. And or I'm sorry, I got scared about London and Bijan and uh, football wise. Miami's the number one landing spot in my opinion for Fields. I mean, the the Dolphins Probably. win a Super Bowl exactly. in the next two 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 years. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Football wise, if if that opened up, Miami would be there. After that. Um, I'd probably say Atlanta with Seattle a close second. I think if God, Seattle would be good. If uh, I, I think he could he be pretty good in Seattle, but I, Seattle be I think Atlanta is, might be set up better to win than Seattle if they have a quarterback a little but bit better. But I will, I will say... defense is good in their own line. Yeah, I will say the two teams that need fields the most from a fantasy perspective um, are going to be Atlanta, then Seattle in that pecking order. Seattle can function. Yeah. They'll be okay yeah. with Geno, but like... We got a we got a problem with you got new new staff or new head coach you got new 
you got a misuse of of Kenneth Walker. You've got, you know, JSN wasn't happy the way he got used. He had horrible things to say about Shane Waldron, which is why, partially why I also hate Shane Waldron in Chicago. Not just because JSN said what he said, but he doesn't have a long track record at all of being an OC. And he's bounced around and learned different positions. And he's been in the league since 2003, or he's been in and out of the league. He went to college, went back, went to college, went back. So 2003, he's been coaching. He's got a long coaching resume. But Waldron, in 2021, I believe, was his first year OCing in Seattle. And some might say he did a lot with a little, took Geno and turned him into a pretty decent quarterback. Cool. But how much of that was Carroll? That's what I was going to ask. You know, and I, I, yeah. I just, I, I, so my, my, my thing is this. I don't have any evidence to suggest Waldron's going to be a, a, a magical coordinator capable of, of cultivating a already kind of questionable quarterback that's got a lot of skill, no no doubt about it. We all know Caleb is elite, um, but so was Johnny Manziel, <laughs> you know, in college football. So was uh, uh, was uh, what was his name? Ryan Leaf. <laughs> you know, like these yeah. guys come into to the pros and you give them a Shane Waldron instead of a Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know what we're doing. So do you think that's do you think that's what Chicago's doing then? Like a very surface level, like, oh well look look what he did with Gino. Maybe you could do that with Seal Jacala. Like I know thing, bro. which to me is like like you said, is like he better be the guy who did that with Gino and Gino did it for a year, but let's see if he can keep on doing it, you know. Yeah. Um so here's a real biased take from from our boy media. Uh, you know what I love? Niner takes. Um, you guys know I love my Niner people. I do. I love media. Media, you're you're a machine. I love you, pal. You're 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 uh, you know you're my boy blue. But I did this uh, this Instagram post where Chris Sims says that Jalen Hurts is one of the most overrated Q- QBs or overrated players in the National Football League. Not QB, one of the most overrated players in the National Football League. And and uh, ESPN and, and and Sports Center on social media have been just I guess blasting him and putting it out there, and he's getting roasted in the comments by everybody. But it's funny because like there there are no as much as I love my Niner people, there are no thicker goggles on planet Earth than a 49er pair of goggles. They just they don't see anything but Niner. And and anybody, especially in their division, like they hate Cliff Kingsbury. He's he's garbage to every nine. They just they think he's trash. Um, they also have no concept, and I don't blame them because they're so loyal to the bone of how good Jalen Hurts is. They literally think it's a laughable question. Like when you ask them this question, they're almost appalled that you even like wait 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 wait. What did you just ask me? If you say, would you rather have Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts to quarterback your team? They're like, oh my God, this is like not even a question. They have no clue. They have no clue how good Jalen Hurts is. They think he's garbage. They think he's garbage. (laughs) Now, when you were on with Raj, there were several people that kept saying, can you believe Schmitty said he would take Allen over Purdy? (laughs) Like they were trying to start that thing again. Yeah. Several people bro, these, that over. these these Niner <laughs> fans actually believe 
that Brock Purdy's better than Josh Allen from a football perspective. We all know in a fantasy world. They're so sure it, of but, themselves. But it's like, uh, do you guys even understand that, that Hurts is mi- miles above Purdy from a football perspective? Fantasy perspective, of course. But yeah. from a football perspective, if you put Jalen Hurts on the 49ers, you would have annihilated everybody. Annihilated everybody. Super Bowls. <laughs> they would have made it last year. You know, they would have made it this year. They might have had back-to-back Super Bowls. It's crazy, and it's all—it's always a Niner commenter. You know what I mean? Like, find there me a—find me a non-Niner. Here we go. Find me a not. Oh, maybe, maybe it's Smitty capping. Yeah, Niner Niners is saying not true, Smitty. Are you saying you like Hertz or are you saying not true that Hertz is better? Because you're already like all the Niner people in here are gonna exactly say. <laughs> all right, 49er media. You okay, thank you for thank you so, for admitting yeah. the truth. Your fan base will there not admit this. 49er media said I'd take Allen 100. <laughs> percent Thank you. I know you wouldn't take Hertz because you've got a massive rivalry with the Eagles too right now. A rivalry that is greater than any interdivision rivalry now. This uh, Eagles right. cry, cry Eagles cry. Not to mention, like you guys, got, you got some explaining to do, because there's a whole lot of you know bickering and complaining going on right now that matches a lot of what you said the Eagles were doing. By the way, so. But anyways, um, Fields over Purdy, absolutely. I would take. I would if I. And I know. I know a lot of Niner fans can be like, "Well, what did he just say? You put Fields on the Niners. You put Hurts on the Niners. Of course, you put Josh Allen or Mahomes or any of those guys. Burrow championship for three, four, four years in a row. But you, you, you take. You give Hurts Christian McCaffrey, and I give you a championship. You give Justin Fields Christian McCaffrey. I hand you multiple championships. It's crazy. <laughs> it's great. But you notice it's always a nice. There's a Niner logo <laughs> in every single one of the people going, not true. <laughs> not true. <laughs> Except for media. Media came in. Media came in with some truth. Yeah. Give them some credit there. Good job, media. Pr- proud of you, pal. Um, but you know what else is, is going around right now in the new, news world is that Ayuk, and this goes back to, I think, media's first comment, where he says that you're, you're re-signing Ayuk, um, or you're extending Ayuk. <sighs> this is going to get ugly, media. This is going to get brutal. The Niner way is to wait until August. He's not going to wait until August. 100,000%. 100,000% this is going to get ugly. It's going to get real ugly. Not to mention, I don't even know that you are extending a media. You've got 28 to 28-ish million dollars, according to C-Mac, to use on 44 roster spots. And when John Lynch was asked, are you going to re-extend Brandon Ayuk? His response wasn't what it was with Debo. We're going to take care of him. We've always historically done really well taking care of our guys. It was almost word for word what he said whenever he was asked about signing Debo. They asked, are you signing Debo? Uh, I'm sorry, are you extending um, uh, Brandon Ayuk? He said, we're going to do everything we can to try and extend him this offseason. But it's, it's going to be in August, and he's not going to put up with that. And I'm not saying he should necessarily, because the Niner ways, it, this Niner way of extending players in August is stupid. 
it's a ridiculous process, 100% ridiculous, because you're putting that player in a position where they they feel like they have to. Young says not all Niners Niner fans have a pair of goggles. Well, that's because Young, you're in this, you're embedded in this channel, and you get a, a nice dose of reality, and I think it it helps uh, correct your vision. Young has got you know fantasy, he's got Smitty LASIK surgery. He's got the fantasy football show LASIK, and he can see pretty clear at this point. Um, but Ayuk, I don't know media media. You're live on the air right now. Uh, yes, I'm going to tell you right now, even if you're correct, Ayuk does get extended. And I'm not saying he won't. This is getting mm-hmm. ugly because that Debo Samuel situation got so ugly. And Debo is one of the most likable players in the National Football League. And your, fa- your fan base media, not mine, your fan base was nasty to him. About 40, 50% of your entire fan base. Oh, Listen, I, know. I know. They, 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 they said hateful things to him in the comments. We go live on Instagram and they'd say, you know, screw Debo, screw this, get out of here, get rid of him. Horrible things your fan base said about it. your own player. And I just I know don't... people have been saying the same thing about Ayuk too. They're like trading. Trade him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. We don't want him. Whatever. Yeah. Like, this is par for the course. This is a as much as we want to say, like, oh, it's annoying or whatever, this is a very standard practice that's accepted by all of the teams. As a negotiating tactic, it is not a new thing for a player to want to be extended in a contract year or if they get a fifth year option picked up to want to have this long term deal. This is standard practice and the teams have in- enabled it. They've enabled it. And, and, and so that's why I think. You think what? But that's what I think. Like, that's not private. Are you doing that? And I mean, we haven't seen anything about him scrubbing stuff off yet. But like, I would not be surprised if we hear the same stuff that we heard. About Media, are you in a are you in a closet? Are you in a closet? Like, what's going on? No. You sound like you're talking in, no. inside a bucket. It sounds like you climbed into a barrel and called me on a cell phone, flip phone, inside a barrel and closed the hatch. Nah. Where are you at right now? Are you at school? How many years you got left? Yeah. There now you're clear. Uh, I got like I had like two semesters. Like you have two semesters left. What are you studying? What's your major? MIS. What is that? And sports management. What's MIS mean? Management media? information system. Media. <laughs> media in no. social media. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, MIS, that's good. That's good. I'm proud of you, media. I'm not making fun of MIS. I'm just, I'm just trying to come up with an acronym for yeah, you. No, I know. I know. MI, congrats, congrats. What's your, what's your uh, uh, average? Straight A's? Um, no, I wouldn't okay. say straight A's. There's like a couple of I feel like media has grown right under our wing. You know, like he, he just went to, he just went to U of A for the first time. Like it felt like yesterday. And oh now yeah. Also, real quick, two how about left. Well, what happened to ASU in, in basketball, huh? I, I don't know. Media, they lost. Yeah, by a lot. <laughs> Good thing I'm not a, a basketball show, huh? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, well, you know, throw it out there. number one in innovation, ASU, baby. Year after year after year, ASU's dominating. Doesn't matter what your basketball team does, okay? 
Doesn't matter what you it matters what you do what you do up here when you get out. Go go invent something, media. We we believe in you. <laughs> Getting a, a a BS degree. <laughs> Somebody said, "You get a degree in watching Beatles films." They got a Beatles degree. <laughs> I graduated in Beatles, Beatles uh, history. <laughs> God, I don't care about talking about personal life. If I need to talk about it, I will. You just need a, a you just need the piece show, of paper. So. You're fine. You just need the piece of paper. It's fine. And uh, I'm proud of you, media. I'm proud of you, pal. Have you got Have you gotten your driver's license yet, though? That's the That's the big question I have. Because once you graduate, you, um, well, you got to get on. <laughs> Well, because I have my permit, like in California, I can't obviously okay. practice here. But if, I, I should get it this summer. If you when I go back, if you need me to teach you how to drive, I'm not sure if you already know all the ins and outs of it. I will do it live on my show. No, I, I've been like learning when I was. I'll take him to a, a steep hill. So I'm gonna hill. get it. I'm gonna get it this summer. Sure. Take him to a steep hill with a stick shift. <laughs> for the train coming <laughs> media hey uh anyway media uh i'm just gonna say this right now debo samuel brandon Ayuk. what are the percentage chance what's the percentage chance one of them is not on the team in 2024 you can't say zero you have you i mean i'm not saying yeah, you just no, make up a I'm number not, i'm not gonna but you can't biasly say mm. zero i'm gonna say like 40 percent Okay, that's 40, that's higher than I was expecting. You're you're definitely uh you're definitely not wearing the goggles tonight. Um, okay, I I think Ayuk's the more likely player to get traded because Debo's got some pretty heavy dead cap. Uh, I think it's gonna I think it's I mean, twenty mil. They, they they so the thing is I think what everybody's kind of forgetting is he is tradable, but the thing June, is after June. Ayuk, what would make probably would be probably more likely in the fact that like if the Niners really want draft picks for this year specifically, because if it's a post June first like trade with Debo, then it's not as much. Someone wants me to send you to Saturn for working hard and getting through your degree, so let me send you to Saturn real quick. Media to Saturn, at a boy. That's the first time you've ever been there. Um, Debo's harder to trade because you have to do it after the June deadline because I believe yeah, you, that's you, what I'm yeah. so that's going to yeah. make it hard to trade him because teams want to get all the, the their ducks in a line you know coming yeah. into the draft and it's hard to trade it's going to be hard to trade Debo later um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think you definitely are going to see Ayuk interest but you know I don't know what the Niners the Niners have such lofty expectations for a trade they're going to want a first mm-hmm. rounder and i don't think anybody's going to give they're, a first rounder i don't the thing think is they're going to want probably like eight first rounders first rounder though but they're probably going to want multiple picks i i don't think they're going to do what they did with that whole buckner trade where they're like oh we'll just get the 13th pick i don't think that's what the niners want here like i think that they would want a boatload of picks and i'm not saying it needs to be all first rounders all first round. It's like, oh, no, I'm saying it's awesome. like, I'm saying it doesn't need to be. I'm just I mean, saying like if it. I mean the three picks. The, the three picks we're getting. Maybe one of them doesn't have to be a first rounder. Hey, we're fully expecting dude, two us, first rounders for Brandon. Thirty-two picks. Just give me, us all thirty-two media, picks. Let me just tell you something. 
you maybe maybe if you're lucky get uh, like uh you know uh too many cocktails you know sent in the direction of the buffalo bills brass and the buffalo bills are sitting there and at uh at this uh 28 overall pick they say go ahead we'll send it for Ayuk or debo uh specifically debo and, and they do that and everybody thinks it's the craziest trade in the world but you you're not getting anything at all. The good news is that if someone were to do something crazy like a late first round pick, these teams need wide receivers. KC needs one. Not that you would trade to KC though. That would be crazy. Can you imagine just send a Debo to KC or Ayuk oh, to yeah. KC? No. <laughs> ba- Baltimore, uh, they need they need Debo or Ayuk. Uh, Buffalo, they need Debo or Ayuk. Um, Detroit, I guess they can. No, I mean, no, never know. Dallas, can you imagine, imagine Debo in Dallas. That'd be crazy. Stop. They say Kingsbury might be interested in Washington. Yeah, but you know, a second like, rounder. Well, but, yeah, but, but Shanahan wants first. The GM, this the Niners. Hey, uh, Niners. Like according to media, me, yeah. According to the media, they want two or three first would rounders. Take, media, would you take? Uh, Jahan Dotson, like a second or third rounder. He doesn't know who Dotson is. Where are you? I do know who Dotson is. I would say You're mad no. at me for it. If you know who Dotson is, he he failed you, and that's my fault. I'll take a lap. I think I think that'd be a perfect perfect trade for you guys. If you could get like a second round pick with Jahan Dotson. I think he'd slide right into the. I, I really still wonder what happened to Dotson. I I don't think I'm wrong on his talent level. I don't know. I I wonder if he goes like he goes. Sky high, you know, with Kingsbury. I, I just wonder. And there's some metrics if you look at some of the 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 like detailed data that he yep. was getting open and he was running good routes. And there was a lot yep. of metrics on that. Good, good film. Yeah, the yep. film's good. The 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 metrics were good. The getting open, he he was getting open. He just wasn't getting throws to him. I I part of me wonders if Dotson's going to be a completely written off player by even some of us. Like you know, I find myself in best ball drafts on underdog fantasy. Guys, hit the hit the link. Um, maybe we'll jump into one at the end of the show. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I just I don't know. I I just wonder if we're going to run into something where 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 we got uh, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty had just dropped a link in the live chat where we run into a, a scenario where you know he ends up doing what we kind of thought he would do last year this coming year. I don't know. We'll see. He kind of bounced back a little bit, I'm, and then he vanished again. That's the only reason why I said it would it, it, that that would make sense. It almost makes too much sense on paper. I know I know uh, media doesn't like it, but Kingsbury, I mean uh, Adam Peters knows him. Obviously, probably had a hand in some scouting draft. I mean um, Kingsbury knows him, but I, you know. So he might want him over there in Washington and, and get it. I mean, he's a first-round talent. I mean, unless he's completely just busted and fallen off. Dotson was a first-round pick for a reason. And this is only his third year, so he's still young. So Kingsbury could do something with that, with Ayuk over there and send Dotson back to the Niners. But we'll see. I don't know. I just I think you'd have to obviously blow away John Lynch, and I think you'd have to give the Niners like a what I miss boatload of picks. I don't. It's not even multiple first, but I, I think it has to be like equivalent. Hey, let, let's go over to George from the Bay real quick. George from the Bay, 
Another Niner fan on here. Let's see what George says. Yo, Smitty, what up, man? What's up, bro? Good to hear from you. Yeah, uh, well, I called him to get on that uh, Justin Fields talk, but since you guys are talking Niners, the one thing I do want to say is the Niners take care of their homegrown players. Uh, you know, in that draft where Ayuk was drafted, he was, I think, the fourth receiver taken in the first round right behind Justin Jefferson. So nobody even saw him getting into the first round. I remember when we drafted him, I didn't even know who the guy was. I, so I told that, I know, told man. I told all of Raj and his entire following who he was because I'm I'm from AS, I, you know I went to ASU I, I watched him and I went into Raj's live stream I remember I was outside him in my backyard with the basketball hoop we were, we were shooting it and I said what pull up Brandon Ayuk film you guys are gonna love this guy you should draft Brandon Ayuk and we pulled it up yeah. and we were joking go go gadget arms because it looked like he was like like his arms would go get the football and we were joking around everybody's like that's a stupid thing and everybody started calling him go go gadget Ayuk or whatever uh but go ahead i'm sorry i just wanted to interject that you you know your boy talked about it for you guys okay yeah so i I remember when when we first drafted him you know i watched some film on him you know because i was a little curious and the first thing i noticed was in training camp was he made some crazy catches and got the big arms you know the first year you know there was some hurdles you know the doghouse issues yeah with Shanahan, but but he's definitely grown into like a number one type of receiver. But on the Niners' offense, he's not a number one. So I know going forward, he's not going to get paid like a number one receiver. He's probably going to get you know twenty four, twenty five million a year, but he's he's not going to come close to Debo number. He wants one thousand so million. He, <laughs> yeah. So if, so if he wants if he wants a big payday like that, he's going to have to go somewhere else. So you know. I mean, I know John Lynch, he drafts well. You know, he takes care of his players that he loves and he cares about, and he definitely loves Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, so but can I, I can see them getting, Can yeah. I also say yeah, this? I was going to say this. I, I know this is not going to be received well. And remember, I, I feel like I, I loved Ayuk more than before any of you Niner fans did. I don't know that he's top 10 wide receiver material we're doing early underdog fantasy drafts i see him going in round middle of round two late round two i don't get it i like him a lot debo is still there there's still a lot of moving parts to this offseason for you guys and retaining players you got 40 something roster spots and 28 million left it's gonna get crazy obviously you could renegotiate some stuff but the bottom line for me is i truly believe that the Niners system helped, and I'm not saying that it won't leave him like I always talk about Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers made Devontae Adams into the player he is. I, I know a lot yeah. of people will disagree with me on that, and that's fine. I could care less. That's my opinion. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been good mm-hmm. to near great, but he would never have been as elite as he is today without Aaron Rodgers. But when Aaron Rodgers and him separated... Adams brought all that talent with him. He became that independently from Aaron Rodgers. He was molded and sculpted into that. It wasn't a farce or a facade. He's not propped up, and when Aaron Rodgers leaves, he falls down. It's the same thing with Ayuk. I'm not saying that Ayuk is going to lose the abilities he's gained or whatever, but he is, I think, a product of this Niners system more than he is the elite talent everyone thinks he is. And mark my words, you stick Ronnie Bell into that spot, Ronnie Bell will thrive. I love Ronnie Bell. I think Ronnie Bell is a damn good wide receiver. 
And you guys got a gem in that guy. That's Adam Peters. He he knows what he's doing. I was very, very pissed off the Cardinals didn't draft Ronnie Bell. So let, let me ask you this, Smitty. Uh, what, what's your take on Higgins? Is he a number one? If he goes to, like, another team, do you think he slots in and he's the number one receiver on that team, whatever he goes to? He could be, but is he a number one wide receiver? No. Is he? Could he be on a team that has no wide receiver? Sure. Could he be the num- number one in New England? Yeah, of course. He'd be the number one in New England just walking on the field. But is he a fantasy football top 10 wide receiver? Is he an NFL top 10 wide receiver? I don't think so at all. Okay, I think so, you got so you got two that's, rookie. That's you, got, take, you got to hold on so real quick. Hold, hold on, hold on real quick. Real quick. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You got not only one, not only two, but three rookies that are better than Higgins the moment those rookies hit the field. That's three out of ten already that are rookies. Imagine you throw all the other wide receivers in there. Higgins is not a wide receiver one in the NFL. He just could be on a team that has no wide receivers. Okay, that's my so take. if that's your take on Higgins, is, is that the, that's the, sounds like that's a similar take that you have on Ayuk, even though Ayuk was drafted higher than Higgins. I like Ayuk more. Ayuk has better numbers than Higgins. I like Ayuk more, but I don't think he's a top 10 wide receiver on it by any means. I don't. I think he's a really, really good player in an amazing system. I just think I just think the difference between Ronnie Bell and Ayuk is not as grave as you think. No, no, that's all the more reason they could make that move to open up some cap spaces there. And even if even if they didn't like Ronnie Bell, I, I like him. I like what you're saying. I don't know. I, I there's so got, many receivers I, in this draft. He's got these system. skills where he, he I think runs routes really well. He's a really good route yeah, runner. Yeah, he is. He's he got is. a really good hand. For sure. You know what I mean? And, and those are things but when I'm, it comes I'm, to receivers, I'm giving credit to your system, Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it could be credit to the system, but I think he's a really good talent. Of course I mean, he's. Look, if, if I'm the GM for the Niners, if I'm Crispy Tom, route. I'm paying IDs. I'm not going to pay him over $30 million a year, but I'm going to give him anywhere between 25 to $27 million a year. Yeah. Dude, because the thing is, dude, brand, uh, Brock Purdy, right? The one, the one thing is I feel like he has such a good connection with Brandon Ayuk, and you wouldn't want to take Brandon Ayuk. I think away from but here, but here, but here, but here's the thing. Weapons. But here's the thing. Let me talk business for for a minute. Media, you're getting a, a, a MMIB degree or whatever it is, right? Here we go. Here's your here's your here's your business talk. If you're MMI running, degree. if you're running an organization, and you're able to pick up a fifth year option on Ayuk, and you're able to franchise tag him the next year, you have him for two years. Uh, like at, mm-hmm. at, at your control, I'm not saying it's right. Or it feels right to the player, but the Niners are in cap. You could say hell in some sense. You have as C Mac broke it down. Your boy C Mac broke it down. Where's that C Mac graphic? When I need it, I think it's right here. C Mac broke it down uh, and said that you have what twenty. I want to say it's like twenty. Here it is. I think this is the graphic. 28 million 20 to 23 28 to tw- to 33 million dollars for the remaining 44 spots. You got 200 you got 212 dollars if you give Ayuk his extension or I'm sorry, his not his extension. He, you pick up the option on him. You've got literally already did. 20 yeah, 28 to 33 mil. 
I just there's there's in my opinion and and as you said I think the other night you I think there was you that you could potentially sign Ayuk but make him cheap in year one you know and then you're paying through the nose later it's not always the best way to structure stuff but you can kick the can down the road so it is possible to give him a big fat contract and make it very cheap upfront money in year one it's very very doable the, that's why the cap is kind of fake. Because you can fudge things with, with signing bonuses and kick upfront money, and there's so much you can do. You can yeah, move it down. That, the, isn't that what they did with Debo's contract? Didn't they backload his contract? There's, yeah, there's all kinds of ways to do it. So in a yeah, sense, you I could mean, almost... I think they probably would restructure Debo's contract because the thing is they've already kicked a lot of money right. from guys like so, Armstead and like Kittle. So at some point, you've got to say to yourself, "Let's we got him already budgeted in. And John Lynch did not give you an answer that he gave you with Debo. We're going to take care of him. Or as George from the Bay said, you take care of your boys, right? John Lynch has said that about Debo before. Oh, you know, we always take, we have a good history of taking care of our our own. He has not said those things. Maybe he will in a month or two, a week from now, a day from now, whatever. But he said that they're going to do their best to try and extend Ayuk. Not that it would get taken care of. There's a lot that they got to do. From a business perspective, it's either... You tell him, look, you're we're picking up your fifth year option, and and you know you get franchise tag, boo hoo. You're getting an average of the top five salaries in the NFL. You know, like I know I know players want a long term deal and everything, but look, you know, IU came from nothing essentially and has put himself in a position where he's going to get the average of the top five salaries in the NFL. If let's say he does get franchise tag next next season. That is a that's a great place to be. I know he wants a big fat bag, but this is in the realm of possibilities and in the confines of the system that's in place. And and honestly, you got more more uh, more things you got to take care of than Ayuk. And if Ayuk's going to put up such yeah. a fuss that you're like, this isn't worth it. Let's entertain. Let's field some trade offers, and a good one comes along. You got Ronnie Bell. I, I'm telling you, Ronnie Bell, it, it pisses me off that Shanahan didn't use him because this guy could have been. That's the, that's the thing, though. Like, I understand how much you love Ronnie Bell, too. And, like, I think he could be pretty useful in our situation, too. But that's the thing. I don't can't trust Kyle Shanahan when it comes to these receivers because, first of all, he doesn't play them. He doghouses them, bro. It's like, he doghouses them. You know, they, it takes them a while. Then their second year to, like, you know, get something like look at Danny Gray, bro. He's just always. I love Danny Gray, bro. He just wasted him. He wasted Danny Gray away. Ronnie yeah, Bell, I like good. more. Those are two receivers I really, really like. Adam Peters is amazing. That's why I love him in Washington. This guy, I don't know how much he had to do with even both those picks, but Adam Peters is freaking man. This guy's a scouting yeah, machine. No, I think he he mostly did at least what. I know a lot of Niner fans say is like he probably done the late round guys, probably like fourth and onwards. Yeah, you guys should, no offense to John Lynch, but you should have elevated Adam Peters to GM. You guys made a stupid move. I agree. I agree. That, that was I probably the... what they were going to do, though, because like when they extended, you know, Lynch this offseason, it came out that they gave him, like, the role of, like, football operations or whatever. Yeah, you should just so move. maybe they were... All you got to yeah, do is move Lynch up. do that with Peters and give him the GM role, you know? Right. You just move Lynch up and you give Peters GM 
and then you know I think he wanted saying, that's what I thought they were gonna do. I think he wanted to go and make his own way too though partly and that's mm-hmm. why you know there yeah. were rumors that he could potentially get a job and he said I have no interest last offseason which was shocking because he'd mm-hmm. already kind of earned it and he didn't take it I think he wanted to do it on his timing he wanted to find his spot and man I, Peters is going to turn okay. Washington is the new Houston Texans you mark my words they're going to be freaking unbelievable so will the Atlanta Falcons the, the, these two teams are making moves and, and it's starting from the coaching staff it's starting from GM for Washington Kingsbury I know you hate Kingsbury because you're a Niner fan but I'm telling you, Kingsbury, you can say he failed as a head coach in Arizona, but I'm in in Arizona. I also know and felt the failure that was Kingsbury in the system, but I also know the success that we had. I also know how good he is as an offensive coordinator. I also know that Kingsbury has coached four Heisman Trophy winners. I also know that he coached Patrick Mahomes. I also know that he coached Caleb Williams last year. This guy has... So much experience with elite quarterbacks is not even funny, and he has NFL record or uh, college football records to show for it. He's he's an absolute architect of of aerial attacks, and I'm not saying it necessarily is translated as well as it should have. I'm not even guaranteeing you a Super Bowl. I'm not necessarily here for that prediction. I'm merely telling you that he is the right man for the job, and. I love Kingsbury, bro. I think Kingsbury is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to watch it unfold. And I think yeah, that he's going to get I, a quarterback. I would have liked, liked Washington way better with Ben Johnson as the head coach. I, I like them of, both. I like them both. I, I, I'll I, be honest with you, bro. I'm not that disappointed. I, I admit I wanted that as well. But after it all went down, if you told me, Smitty, I could press this button and switch them, I don't know that I would have you press the button. I really like Kingsbury in Washington. I like him paired up with... Adam Peters, I, I I love I love this coaching uh, combination between the Atlanta Falcons and Washington Commanders. I just think Dan Quinn, you know, is, is, I don't know why he takes so much heat. You know, not only he, the Dallas Cowboys are a phenomenal defense for years. Like, what are people talking about? Yeah, why are people? I think the, the, when he was coaching the Falcons, he got some heat off of that. Yeah, yeah. His first job, yeah he's got a five, he's got a five hundred record coaching head coach. His head coaching record, yeah, yeah, right, right. But he, so, I, I, I got you. But this is, you know, he's set up. I think beautifully in this situation. Yeah. And well, you know, you know, you, you could say Raheem Morris so, failed with the Reds, the, the Redskins. What does that have to do with anything? You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't just take all of that history and say, well, right now he's ready. Raheem Morris is ready. Or, the, the Buccaneers. I see the Redskins. I'm sorry, the Buccaneers. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I know. I, 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 you know, I, do, I do think that Chris Kingsbury probably will be a better fit to a special Washington. Is it going to get Caleb Williams? Because, I mean, what, he coached at USC, so at least they have a connection. Yeah, but you you got to admit. I think Clingsbury could be better. You got to admit, though. If he does get Williams. Hey, hey media, you got to admit, though, the fan base is so dead against Kingsbury no matter what, you know, like your fan base. I think it's just we like to make fun of him and poke at him. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we actually, you know. You guys think he's trash. You think Hertz is trash. You think Kingsbury's trash. You think uh, you guys like Kyler Murray now because Debo likes him. Debo said, "Come on, Kyler," and you guys all love Kyler now. <laughs> I don't. 
You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was very down on the the extension Kyler got. I didn't. I did not think he deserved it yet. But I have to admit, I'm feeling a little bit optimistic about him right now. I feel like he grew a lot last year. He's still very young. Uh, keep going through. Smitty read my missed my comment. Keep going though. Um, GM, vice president operations, and president of operations. You talking about? I uh, talking about. Uh, Kyle? What are you talking about there, Bob? And then somebody asked me like three times, how long have I played fantasy? Who was who that? He kept asking me this question. How long do you play fantasy? How long do you play oh, fantasy? Um, Chris Foster. Was, uh, <clears throat> Foster, yeah. Where is it? I got it on the screen right here, I think. No, it's right here. I told Chris, yeah. Yeah, Chris, probably was, since uh, you were in diapers. Probably when your parents had a candlelight dinner and discussed having you. I think maybe right around then. I've been playing fantasy for a while. Unless you're unless you're an old man, Chris, I I probably it's probably all accurate. I would say I play fantasy football for I mean I have to get a calculator out. Uh I'd probably say thirty one years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 31 years. I told him to call in. Smitty, what do you want your Cardinals to do? <laughs> 31 years. Media, media's got another like eight years before he's 31. Um, <laughs> yeah. So 30. So when you were sick. Yeah. You were in diapers then, Chris. He says, I'm old. I'm 38. My 30. Oh, your 38th year. I thought you said you were 38. Okay. Um. Yeah. So maybe. I mean, maybe. I, yeah, maybe you weren't in diapers, but definitely played for 30, 31. So it looks like Chris has been playing uh, near, yeah, a little longer. That's, you're the first person I've met in a long time that's played longer than I have. We're talking about newspaper days. Chris and I were getting out the box score, going to the library, you know, and, and adding up who, who won. You didn't know. There's no live scoring. There's no websites. There's no internet. There's no internet. When I played fantasy for the first Three or three years or so, there was no internet. Internet did not even exist yet to the random. So did you guys just have to do it like on paper and stuff? Like, how'd you draft? Yeah, you you did it in a notebook, a, a spiral notebook, and you had a you had a commissioner, you had a commissioner that would go to the library. You'd all meet him there with your breakfast. You'd have your warmed up donut and your little thing of milk. You go early <laughs> on Mondays, a little bit early or Tuesdays. He get you get the paper off that 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 newspaper off of that that wood rack that had it all draped over it, and you bring it over to the the, the table and the librarian would be like, Shh. <laughs> and you'd be like, you you know, stick your tongue up while you're calculating, you know, like the kids do, and you'd sit there and you'd add it all up, and you'd be waiting on pins and needles, <laughs> who's in who won the matchup, who's in first place. You had no idea, you had no idea, no one knew who they who they how many points they scored. You what? Like y'all, did you all draft together? Like, oh yeah, over the phone. I remember. I done it all in person, look, right? The the way I got into fantasy is I took the wrong bus home from school when when I was uh, a, a young tyke, and I I got on the wrong bus. I met a new friend um, because I took the wrong bus home. Went into his house. I was scared to death because I I wasn't nowhere near my house. My mom worked until like six p.m. I don't know how I was gonna get home. I was scared to death. And I remember they're all, we're drafting a fantasy football team. And I'm like, okay. 
And so we drafted fantasy football teams, and then we simulate the season on Tech Mobile, and we'd all put in like a dollar or five dollars and draft these teams, and then we simulate the season on Tech Mobile, and the winner would take the pot. Then we draft again. Then we simulate the seasons on Tech Mobile. That's wow. how I got into fantasy football. I wasn't even into the NFL. I got into the NFL and fantasy at the exact same time, which is why I have kind of a unique spin on it because I can separate myself without bias like no other. I know people think I'm biased. Like you got a couple people in here who said I, I got the thickest glasses of all. I don't. You think I do, but I don't. I can separate everything because I learned to from the beginning. But I have to admit, my first pick, because I didn't know, my first pick was Troy Aikman. And they all laughed at me. They laughed at me. They're like, I'm like, but is any the best quarterback? And he wins Super Bowls. And they're like, but he doesn't score fantasy points, sir. <laughs> and so I learned really oh, quickly. Man. Jerry Rice. Uh, God, I, I want to say, who it, it was Jerry Rice. It was um, it was Steve Young. It was Joe Montana. No, it was Steve Young. Steve Young. It wasn't Joe Montana yet. Or, or, it was Steve Young already, I think, at that point. I forget. Thurman Thomas. Like, those are the guys. All right. Um. Real quickly, let's go around the horn real quick. Um, Ron, is Ron Navy still with us, or is he passed out and asleep? He hasn't talked to him forever. He must fall asleep. I haven't heard him. Ron. Ron. Hey, Ron. Ron. You're on mute, bro. There's one thing Ron's good at is putting himself on mute when he's starting to pass out. We've never caught him snoring. Yeah. Having a nightmare. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's let's go over to uh, George from the Bay. George from the Bay, you got any final thoughts? Chris Carter, yeah. Andre, yeah, so Andre, the, Andre the, the reason why I called it was I wanted to get in on that Justin Fields take. Um, and now, just this is how I feel about it. I think Chicago is absolutely ridiculously stupid if they end up trading <laughs> Fields. But yep. But you know what? Like, it might be the best thing for Fields because that's absolutely. absolutely garbage. Absolutely. Absolute garbage. Did you hear me? So I were, want him to go I want him to go to a team where he can actually drive, you know? So you know, I don't know what they're gonna do at one, but if they do get rid of him, he needs to go to a contender. And a piggyback on that thought is I think out of all the spots where one of these rookie quarterbacks can get drafted, Washington is the best spot. So I'm hoping Caleb goes there. You know, Drake May is, is okay, he's decent. You know, um, but I mean, if if Washington can somehow pull off a trade to get Justin Fields, that would be the ultimate dream scenario. for Yeah, me. but but bro, I don't know if you were here for my APM show, but that's where I, I said uh, similar thing is that I, I probably sound like I'm giving two answers in some respect when I say Chicago's stupid for trading Fields, but Fields will fail in Chicago. So no matter what happens. It's the best thing for him, and it, you know those two things can exist at the same time. So yeah, Chicago, so a lot of a lot of the people who don't know football, what they do is they look at the quarterback records, right? But quarterback records have to do with how your team does. I mean, look at Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's on a good team; he's got a really good record. Justin Fields' stats have improved 
every single season, his completion percentage, his yards, his touchdown to interception ratio. Now, obviously, he missed five, four or five games last year. Let's see. If he actually plays a full season, I guarantee he finishes the top ten in fantasy. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, you put, you put him on any team that's good with good playmakers around him with a good offensive line, He's top five quarterback in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, he, he, bro, he's he's uh he's unbelievable. He, he just needs to be cultivated properly, and Chicago will not do that, especially Shane Waldron. But I'll, I'll tell you, I feel a little differently about Caleb. Um, if Caleb goes to Washington to play with Kingsbury, his former QB coach from USC, and and QB extraordinaire, um, coach, I I think Caleb can do well. I think he'll he'll develop Caleb properly, and I can get behind Caleb. I, I it's not that I'm predicting total and utter bust out of Caleb. He's just the one that has the most question marks. So, understand me when I say this, everybody that's watching right now. If Caleb goes to Washington, I I believe this questionable player that has tremendous upside will be cultivated properly because I I believe in Kingsbury. I believe in Adam Peters. I believe in what Washington's going to build. So I can get behind it. But if this player that has got a little bit of a crack foundation doesn't have that foundation patched up, fixed, and then they build upon it, if he goes to Chicago, they're going to build this on faulty ground. And just like you build a house with a crack foundation, it's only as strong as that foundation. I don't know that they'll fix and mold and sculpt Caleb properly. And given Chicago probably ruins whatever quarterback they take, in my opinion, I want them to take the cracked and, and injured quarterback Caleb Williams because I think JD five yeah. is is totally an Adam Peters guy because Adam Peters sees talent unlike anybody else and JD five in my opinion by far and away is the best quarterback in this entire draft class I don't even think it's close I don't even think it's remotely close I don't think Drake May could hold his jock strap I don't think Caleb Williams even compares on any level I think JD five is the next Lamar Jackson plus some and I think if he goes to the right situation, Washington, Kingsbury, Adam Peters, and Adam Peters is such a critical component here because Adam Peters is the one that's going to ensure that the talent is being built and in, in, in developed around him. So Adam Peters is the most, I think, critical component here. Give me JD5 in Washington, and I, I, give, you, I give you a team that's going to be the next Houston Texans. That's Adam Peters. That's Kingsbury, who everybody craps on, even though Kingsbury's coach handfuls of Heisman Trophy quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Caleb Williams, all kinds of college records, aerial attack master. You give me JD5 in Washington, I give you the next Houston Texans, and I give you one of the, the most electric fantasy football quarterbacks up and coming in fantasy that we've seen since. Lamar, or it's going to be a, not a Stroud type of quarterback, but that kind of rise where people are like, okay, I like him, I like him, I like him. Oh my God, he's a top five quarterback. JD5 is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I, I agree with that. JD5 is awesome. Uh, you know, you talk about Caleb Williams going to Washington. I don't see him falling to two unless Chicago makes a bonehead move and takes Drake May number one. Well, I don't know if you're here for the earlier part of this show, but as I said, bro, it's easy to say that now, but every year somebody rises and falls, and a lot of times the quarterback that's expected to go one doesn't go one. It's happened so many years in the past, and I know everybody thinks it's a lock, but we're at February 19, man. February 19, or for some of you, it's February 20. 
already. You, you, like we got com we got a combine they might neglect to to do too much at. We'll find out. You got pro days. Those pro days are they could make they could make May the number one prospect across almost everybody's board, or it can make him the third or fourth. It can make JD five the clear cut number one overall player. And if Chicago doesn't want to mess around with the mobile quarterback again, which I think is probably their thinking, right? Then they trade down and they take their their chances with K. Don't be shocked if the team trades up for JD five. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm not saying that it won't go the way you're talking or that everybody else is talking. Caleb won, but we're we're in February right now, and there's no cemented in quarterback. I know people want to think so, but there's also that fatigue syndrome where you get fatigue on the guy that's constantly being talked about. This happens in politics all the time. The lead candidate in a political race, there's fatigue. There's big name fatigue where you just keep hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. And you're so you're so glad to hear another name, you start gravitating toward it. And so JD5 might take advantage of some of that too. We'll see. May's going to be a potential magnet for that as well. Yeah. All right, man. I'll let you go. All right. Later, bro. Uh, Mars man rock out on the phone line live. What's up, Mars man rock out? No, no, what do you know? Mars, what do you no. hear? What do you say? We, we think about um, Fields to New Orleans. I know cars there, but that could be a good spot for him if he didn't go to Atlanta. Let's be honest. Is New Orleans smart enough as an organization to do that? Do I like no. it? Sure. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, anybody out there. You know it's true, though. You know, this this organization, I don't know. I don't know. I Look, look uh, do I want a Lave to catch footballs from from Justin Fields? Absolutely. This is this is top five, six material. We're talking about a Lave to the freaking moon. But it seems like they're kind of going down the Derek Carr track. And I don't know that New Orleans is capable of going down the, both those tracks at the same time. I feel like they're the kind of team that's going to be like, we're going to give it one more try. Do you realize this quarterback class is going to pass you by? Yeah, but we're just going to go ahead and see what Carr can do. We're going to take another look under the hood. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to roll with it one more time. Poor New Orleans fans. You know, but but you're not wrong, Rock Out. It would be an unbelievable scenario. And he could turn the franchise around. Um, hope, hopefully Penix Jr., you know, doesn't, like, I'd rather have him go to Seattle, but Penix Jr. to Alave would be exciting. Bo Nix in New Orleans yeah. could make some sense. I think Bo Nix would be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> just don't trust Carr like that. What? Uh, just don't trust Carr like that. So yeah. one of those options could work as well. Yeah, Derek, mother freaking car, man. You know, there's some hope. I had some hope that he would go in and he just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, 107 of you in here. 71 thumbs up is pretty impressive, to be honest. But um, let's get that to 100 if we could. 107 of you in here. Hit that thumb up button. How do I get a crown after my name? Um, is that, uh, Travis, is that when you get a YouTube exclusive membership or? What is the crown? Oh, no, the crown is for how long you've had it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's how long. That'd be like six months or a year. Yeah. Um, all right, Rockout, you got any other uh, Justin Fields-related pieces of 
commentary you would like to inject into the situation? Uh, that's about it for a now, but what, what you think about if Daniels went to Washington, what would be the upside for uh, McLaurin or Dotson? Man. If if uh if JD five? Yeah. Um I, I think um I think McLaurin's got a good year left. Maybe two, but you know Ziggy, how old is Terry McLaurin? I think he's Terry McLaurin is twenty eight years 28. old and was born on September fifteenth. Ziggy 1995. off ninety five. Ziggy off. So twenty nine, so um yeah, we'll we'll give him the one more year. 20, 29, and then we'll hope that he has a is semi semi successful thirty age year, but really Dotson I hope is the one that really responds and and has a, an amazing you know bounce back. Uh, again, metrics were all great for Dotson. It wasn't like Watson where he was continuously getting hurt, and there's a lot of negatives, and there's literally no upside for Desha- for uh, Christian Watson. But Dotson, all the metrics show him getting open. It's weird. Like, when you look at it, you almost can't fathom how he had a bad year. You know, he just wasn't getting the football. But even even Sam Howell was, like, doing good at times. And you're like, why isn't he connecting with him? Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Smitty, if Fields is to the Falcons, how do you value Ritter and Dynasty? Uh, zero. <laughs> I'm sorry I left this up here so long. <laughs> I meant to to poo poo that question a while ago. Uh, Ritter, I don't like Ritter if he's starting. <laughs> Let me put it this way: if Ritter's starting, uh, I don't draft him, and he's not going to be starting. So I certainly don't value him at all. If you can get rid of him for even a kicker, I would do it. All right, Rock out. Appreciate you. All right, see you later. Um, let's go over to media. Forty Nine er media. Uh, almost a graduate. Almost a, a license, a driver's license owning man. What can I do for you? Final thoughts? Yeah, I guess. Well, I kind of wanted to think about the Justin Fields thing. I mean, I, I think personally, dude, the Vikings, man, would just be yeah. outstanding, especially if they don't bring back Kirk. You already have the weapons in place there. Now, yeah, I don't like I agree. the defense. So they, they would have to build up that defense. But, like, man, imagine... Him with Jefferson and um, Addison, like man, that'd just be amazing. I mean, if they're able to get a run back in the draft or something, would you? Would you rather have? I don't blame you if your answer is no on this one because Fields is still very unproven. But like you, you wouldn't even hesitate mm-hmm. Brock Purdy over Fields. I, I don't blame you on this one, but do do you even? No, okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. No. I, I, I can I can understand that one. First of all, Brock Purdy's a great fit for the Niners, and I still think he he could yeah. be he could be you know top ten quarterback material. I just don't see him as a top five guy yet. I just I think people are off the rocker, mm-hmm. but I I do think that you're not crazy for being like no on that or you know wanting him over a rookie or anything like that. I get it. Uh, yeah, Minnesota would be great. Denver is going to be I think a, a dark horse in it because again. Sean Payton has already made it clear they're, they're moving on. Like, what's he going to do? He's got to go big. He's got to go swing mm-hmm. real big. Las Vegas is capable of going big or sliding under the threshold of a big time. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think they could go rookie. Uh, New Orleans might just not address yeah. quarterback at all. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, Seattle. Seattle could take like Rattler in the second round. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. That wouldn't be bad. I think Rattler could climb on boards, but I don't know if he'll be yeah, a first round. What do you want your Cardinals to do? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. No doubt about it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do I? Would I rather, for fantasy purposes, have him elsewhere? Maybe, but I do love him in AZ, though. You know, he'll he'll do well. Kyler can get him the ball. Is isn't Marquis Hollywood Brown also free agent? Yeah, he, he's uh he's one of the free yeah. agents on the list here. Not one of the top four, but he's right around mm-hmm. five. I would say, like the fifth, fourth, fourth, fifth, or sixth available wide receiver. Definitely. All right, media, we'll see you later, bro. All righty. Media to the moon. Um, Ron Navy, any final thoughts? Hello, Ron. You're on the show live still. Ron? He's got the... There he is. Did I just wake you up? Oh, he's there. Did I wake you? <laughs> I went out hard, dude. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. But did my figured you were tired. I was did my crackly voice just disturb your sleep? <laughs> oh my god! I just picture Ron sitting up, sitting up in the, in the lazy boy, straight up. He's like, oh, uh, hello, <laughs> hello, Ron. I this is your mother. I am in reply. So, any any closing thoughts on everything that you just missed? Uh, That's hard to have. Last thing I remember is is, is talking about. uh, Yeah, the Niners. You missed a big. You missed a big show, Ron. We're we're uh, we're an hour and fifty minutes in. (laughs) Are we really? Yeah. Holy snipers! A lot was covered. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to re, well, you have to re-listen book. to it, fall asleep again. Maybe subconsciously, I'll uh, recall <laughs> some of the stuff. <laughs> you did, I, we did hear you yell a couple times, Tomlin. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later, Ron. Go, well, go. no, I was. Uh, Lay back, was, listen to the replay. Was, uh, you know, It'll sound like brand new. Yeah, when you went when you went on to uh, the four two five caller, I, I muted. <laughs> that just, was the uh, beginning of the show. It <laughs> <laughs> was like twenty minutes that was in. It for me. <laughs> Let's go to the four two five caller. We added like seven callers. Forty uh, er Media was on. Forty uh, er Media was on. George from the Bay was on. Um, we were we, we were talking about Purdy and Forty er goggles and all that. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I have to re-listen. I have to re-listen. All right. Oh my god! I It'll sound like it. new. All right. All right. Later, on. Go go put the lazy boy back in position. And, all right. Later. Buddy. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Bob, you missed some thoughts on fields to Denver, says Bob. You missed some thought. Th- oh, you missed some thoughts on fields to Denver. Did I miss? Oh, Bob, Bob, I'm sorry. 
Bob. Bob dropping two super chats. Did I get to this one? Bob says, uh, please, at the end of this, and walk us through each player. Oh, Bob, that's those drafts take 45 minutes to go through. Maybe we'll jump in a draft together, but I don't know that I can go through every pick. and every. <laughs> Bob, we're closing shop right now. But, Bob, I appreciate your $5 hauler, and my show's better than a TV. Thank you. Appreciate you. Your show is better than most sports shows on TV. Most of them. Bob, we got to fix that. All of them. Um, Bob will we'll jump into an underdog draft in a second. I don't, man, I hope I can finish it before I fall asleep. But we'll, we'll jump into one together. Everybody, oh, go, to, go to underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. We'll jump in a draft right now real quickly. Hold on. Let me drop a link, Travis, one second. Underdog fantasy. Bob's a member now. Bob's a member. Bob just became a member. He just did it live. Bob, appreciate you. Uh, just drop the link in the live chat. Click that link. The link's in the description of the video if you're watching a replay of the show. Um, let me see if I can plug in real quickly here. Hold on. And we'll jump into a we'll jump into a draft. I I'm not gonna stream the whole thing. I'll probably stream like the first round or two, and then I'll I'll try and God, I hope I stay awake. If you start seeing me draft bad picks, it's because I fell asleep. I pulled a Ron Navy. And, and I passed out. Oh, I can't. It won't even let me join. We'll join it together, though. We'll join it together. Uh, so go to Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Okay, I'm gonna wait about five seconds to make sure I'm, I'm jumping at the same time as you. It won't let me show my screen. I have to restart my computer. I'm sorry. So go to the um. The big board, $10 entries, the big board, underdog fantasy, promo code Smitty, punch the big board, okay, hit the green button right now, and jump in, $10, the big board, I'm going to wait about six to seven more seconds, and then I'm clicking on it, and we're all going to be in a draft together. I think I could show it like this at least. Um, anything else, Travis, before I leave? Um, oh, whoever was asking those badges, after uh, two months, you get month two to month six, you get the crown for the badge. And mm. then from uh, once you're for a year, you get the headphones. So. Right. Just to answer that question, uh, one, and then just what Bob was saying to the uh, to Denver, you you think they might? You had said you think they could get in on field, right, Denver? Yeah, I think they'll be a dark horse uh, to jump in. Draft starts in in one minute. It looks like who who got in here? Ty something, um, C E X H uh, S. Got weird names tonight. Hod, Hod's in here. Is that Hod Prime? Uh, Blunt, Blunt got in. Stage, DeBalt's in here. Uh, Knuckles, is that Frankie? Uh, Rock out got in. Rock, what? Rock out got in. Uh, Boosted got in. Who's Boosted? I forget. And Hoosiers got in. God, we got a full house. This is a full house of uh, of drafters. Yeah. 
good crowd. We got a lot, a lot of our people in here. Board view. Uh, I'm only going to go through like two rounds and then I'm going to jump. Um, ESPN hovered right around 250s. Was more than doubled, says Michael. Smitty always has more viewers than ESPN Fantasy Show. No cap. Thank you, Michael. Michael, we're actually really dead right now, too. Uh, 100 viewers right now. De- we're going to probably the 8 p.m. show in July, August, September, October. We'll probably be like, fi- I hope it's like 500 plus every single moment that you're watching. There's 500 people in there. Once we get over the thousands, like 1,000 live viewers consistently, it's, I think we're just going to... So you guys are still like in a sense here from the ground floor. It's kind of cool. All right. Let me see if I can. So went Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson. Come on. Yeah, it won't let me plug in. Oh, uh, one of one. I'm saying boosted was the Garrett Wilson jersey winner. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Let me see if I can. Come on. There we go. Ah. Justin Jefferson. CD Lamb. I'll just have to read it. Tyreek Hill. Jamar Chase. Brees. Bijan. Amon Ra. And I'm on deck here. Rockouts on the clock. Rockouts on the clock. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll jump through it. I'll let you draft. All right, later, bro. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right, bye. Later. Um, if I start drafting bad, it's because I'm going to pass out. Um, we'll go through two rounds. Um, went uh, Puka Nakua. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs. Do it live. Jameer Gibbs, do it live. This news. Go watch this show, guys. We broke this at the 8 p.m. show. Jalen Hurts. Go check it out. Bunch of garbage by Chris Sims. Amongst a lot of other news. A.J. Brown just got taken. Hoosiers is on the clock. Back-to-back picks. Uh, By the way, thank you, Michael. Appreciate your kind words. We're taking this show to the top. To the top, my friend. Garrett Wilson just got selected at 12. Hoosiers is on the clock now. Nico Collins. God, I'm not saying it's going to fail, but God, that's early. Okay, do I go... I gotta go Kyron. I mean, not having receivers is a little bit concerning, but let's go Kyron. I'm going zero wide receiver. I went uh, Jameer Gibbs and Kyron. We'll see. We will see. Not always the best approach in best ball. Um, On underdog, usually you do want at least one wide receiver if best player available allows it, but best player available told me Hey, Smitty, take Jameer Gibbs and Kyron and dominate the running back scoring. So I'm going to do it. 
and I'm going to do it live. Uh, Sandu Smitty in a 16-man league. What is the strategy to do? I take a running back and a QB early than usual. Not necessarily. It depends on the flow, Sandu. There's no exact strategy. It, best player available is going to guide me even more so in a 16-man. So I can't give you a take a position instead of a player of advice because that's the worst advice someone could give you. You gotta you gotta smash the draft as it comes, bro. You can't do you can't do that. Can I can I get can I get this thing to respond? Let me try to plug it in one more time. Let's try and do this. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Hello. No. Nope. Devon Achan got drafted, paired with Puka Nakua. I like it. Jonathan Taylor and Amon Ra. I like it. Marvin Harrison and Bijan. I don't mind that, even though Harrison feels high, but, uh, you know, I like it. I still like it. Josh Allen and Brees Hall. Looking good. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. Interesting. Tyreek and Ayuk. There's Ayuk in round two. I I don't hate it, but I, don't, I sure don't love it. Like, I don't hate it. I just do not love it. Chris Foster says, I clicked the link. Um, so what we do, Chris, is we, once you sign up and they'll double your first deposit up to 100, we just go over on the main page. It'll be like a, a bunch of cards that you can scroll through and you're going to go to the big board. And so you'll be ready for next time. But when we jump in, we'll just say, okay, open up the underdog app, scroll on the cards till you get to the big board. And the cards are that you can, sw- like a carousel of cards, like square cards. They're always on the main homepage when you launch the app. So if you get lost, just close the app, reopen it. You'll see the cards right there. And you're going to scroll to the big board. $10 in entry is 2024 drafting. And we just kind of say, everybody click the green button now and jump into it. And then I wait like eight seconds because of the YouTube delay. And then we're all kind of trying to get in the same draft. Um, Thank you. Appreciate you, Chris, signing up using code Smitty. Chris to the freaking moon. Chris to Saturn, in fact. To To Saturn. Um, so you'll be ready for the next one, Chris. Don't you worry, young man. You will be all set and ready to rumble. All right, I'm almost on the clock here. What do I do? So far, I've got Kyron Williams and Jameer Gibbs. Chris, appreciate you. Chris, is this your first time watching the show? Nice pick, Patty Mahomes. I, I, you know, his ADP is really nice. He's been in the round, round four, like clockwork. Okay. Um. This feels like a little bit of a, re- not a big reach. Just ADP wise, I I took uh, Devontae Smith. So I took Devontae Smith, my wide receiver one, which I don't mind because I went heavy running back. I got I got Gibbs, 
Kyron and Devontae Smith. I'm feeling really good about that, to be honest with you. Almost on the clock again to my, get my second wide receiver. Pretty good crew, if you ask me. I might have to take a gamble on a wide receiver. Uh, a little bit of a gamble, which I think will be worth it, considering. Bears fans, so saw a live Bears thing going on tonight. So this is your first time finding the show. That's awesome, bro. We're Like, hey, Chris, I'm live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday. There's no off-season. It's 365, you know, the show. Um, and I, and my show really is 365 because I, I, even though I'm live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern sharp, give or take 20 minutes, because <laughs> I'm sometimes late. Uh, I'm going to go, this is early, this is round four. I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Doesn't feel great, I admit, but... Given that I've got Jameer Gibbs, Kyron Williams, Devontae Smith, and now Cooper Cup, I'm okay with it. You know, he, he doesn't seem like the most exciting guy this year, but he's got a lot of upside, I think, at four or five round territory. Chris, I'm live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, no matter what. I'm live about one other time every other day at some point in the graveyard shift. This is a graveyard stream. So this is not the 8 p.m. show. Chris, if you missed, obviously you missed it, the 8 p.m. show, go watch the 8 p.m. show, the show right before this one. That is the 8 p.m. show that we did earlier today. I'm also live, Chris, whenever news breaks and whenever big news breaks, I go live immediately. And I've also got a Rumble channel and I also got a Dynasty channel. And I try and go live on those channels once a day. So YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football and Rumble.com slash Dynasty Fantasy er, Sorry, rumble.com slash the fantasy football show, but you're watching this one right here, youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. All those uh, links are in the description. So follow me on the other two channels, the Dynasty and the Rumble channel. Chris, you're going to love this show. We're, no one does it longer, more times than us. That's what she said. We're live all the time. All the time. This is no mom and pop little show. All right, I'm going to make my next two picks, and then I'm out of here. 96 of you in here, 76 thumbs up. Please punch the thumb up button if you're watching. Appreciate you. Oh, did I get the Super Chats right? Bob, did, did you get my answers? Thoughts on feels to Denver? Bob, Bob, you could call in, too, if you want real quick, Bob, since you Super Chatted twice. I love, I, I love fields to a lot of places. I don't know that Denver's one of them. I like him in Denver. I like him just out of Chicago. But I don't know that Denver's the one I love. I feel like Denver's got a lot of work they need to do. I'm a graveyard guy. I coach high school baseball. Nice. boy. Well, Chris, you got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, this show's live daily, my bro. So go check out today's show when you're done with this. We talk all of the news. It's an NFL news show, basically, the 8 p.m. show. So I cover like 16, 17 pieces of breaking news. My boy, my boy, my boy Chris in the building. 
All right, my team so far. I got a pick coming up here soon. I got Jameer Gibbs, Kyron Williams, Devontae Smith, and Cooper Cup. If you guys want to draft underdog fantasy, promo code Smitty. Normally I show the draft, Chris, but my screen won't let me share because I got to restart my computer. But uh, usually I have it on screen and we're following it along. Uh, but Stroud was 100% a panic flustered reaction to Nico. Oh, did you just take Stroud? I don't think Nico is like a horrible pick, but it's certainly high. That's all. Not my guy. Just a little bit high. Bob, did you maybe do something wrong on the phone line in pre- previous uh, previous call? Like, did you maybe get blocked, Bob? Try calling him, Bob. I got the phone line open. I'm staring at it. If you call in and it goes right to voicemail, part of me thinks you might have been a bad boy when you called last time. And you can lie about it, Bob, but let's see. Let's test it out, Bob. Dial in. Whenever I try to call, it goes to voicemail too, says Sandu. Sandu, try right now. Okay, I'm on the clock. I'm going to go Joe Burrow. I've got Jameer Gibbs. I'm looking at the phone line. I don't see any callers. I'm looking. I got Joe Burrow, Cooper Cup. Devontae Smith, Jameer Gibbs, Kyron Williams. That's my five. I'm looking, Bob. I don't see a call, Bob. There he is. I see you, Bob. It's going to voicemail because you probably call. Bob, Bob, you're 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 getting through just fine. It's probably just that you're calling when like 15 people are calling at once or something. Right now in the off season, it's a little easier to call in. But what's up, Bob? Uh, this you didn't talk about him tonight, but I think there's this wide receiver. I think you have him ranked at fifth. Uh, Cornley, McCornley, the dude out of uh, Kentucky or Western Kentucky, West Virginia. Corley. Um, yeah, Cornley. I think he's like five five eleven, two fifteen. Malachi. I, I don't know. I, I don't know about him. I'm I'm kind of skeptical. Um, I watched his entire game. Uh, People call him. He played against Ohio State, which is basically like the only competition he played. Yeah. Kind of out of no-name school. And um, for me, like these guys that are going to these no-name schools, there's there's usually a reason. Either they didn't get offered or they weren't good enough or there, there's there's some sort of reason. Um, Not always. I, a, lot of, a lot of the guys that are coming to these um, like secondary schools, Division two, they, they have a tendency to break records. Like a lot of records, Cooper Cup broke broke tons of records. He holds like the most most yards at his school. Um, even Brock Purdy, I think, he went to Iowa, broke all the records there. Uh, 
I just don't I don't see him translating over to the greed that a can lot I, of can I ask you a que- can I ask you a question though did you and you and I get what you're saying about records but sometimes those opportunities are just different for different players given the rise you know um but did you feel like Tank Dell was gonna be what Tank Dell was because I'm just gonna tell you bro the exact kind of pushback I'm getting on Malachi Corley is the same exact replicated pushback I got on Tank Dell. And and I know everyone's going to try and paint that picture different, but regardless of how good he did statistically, because he almost had the the hat trick in college, he was one reception shy of it, he was still doubted by everybody. And everybody said he's not going to translate, he's too small. Like Malachi Corley off of talent alone, which you got to understand my video on my top six rookie wide receivers, uh, two videos back or whatever it was, was a talent-based assessment only. The landing spot, if the NFL agrees with you, which they very much could, because that's the way the NFL is, then he's going to drop significantly on my rankings because the situation will change. So that is a talent-based assessment. I've watched every wide receiver, hours of footage on every single one, and my eye, at least, and I could be wrong, I'm not right all the time, my eye says Malachi Corley is the fourth or fifth best talent in the wide receiver pool regardless regardless of stats and everything else is watching watching the physical talent i i get the talent side that you know when you watch him play it's as if every play is designed for him the ball is coming to him he is the team he was the team he was the dude making all the stuff go there um but then again, you also said the landing spot. Like if he doesn't land, land in a spot where they got a QB, they got no line, they have a they have a tremendous uh, wide receiver on the outside, and Nico Collins, another dude, and uh, I think it's Noah Brown. I think he was the dude there. Um, could have been somebody else. I, like you said, the landing spot uh, uh, negates how well these players do. But you know, I I just I, I think he'd be better suited than. Um, kind of like a, a running back role. I mean, I, he's, he's no bigger than Kyron. Kyron's 5'11". Yeah, but I, I think you're you're discrediting the small school thing a lot. I mean, I know what you're saying there, there should be bigger records or something if he goes, but, like, you know, there's tons of players that have come to, from small schools, man. And it's not necessarily a negative thing right now in today's, I think, scouting environment. Now it's kind of like players aren't all that scared to, do, to make that move, to go to a – like Pur- Purdy did that. He went to a, you know – went to a, a smaller school or whatever just to, to uh, you know, get that chance or whatever. And I think what's going to happen is this guy's going to go to the combine and he's going to hopefully separate himself or cement himself into a nice opportunity. And I think once people see what he's capable of doing and given the success of, of Puka Nakua, you're going to have some teams looking at him and saying, you know what? Um, Adam Peter, someone like that is going to say, this is the guy, you know, but again, I, as I prefaced on that whole entire video, my four five and six, my one, two and three won't change. Probably would the order of them change? Maybe because if a Dunze goes to the freaking, um, let's say a Dunze goes to the chargers or to the Colts and the Colts trade up and a Dunze is a Colt, you know, or whatever. And they don't, and they will, but they don't franchise tag Pittman Jr. I'm just giving you examples. But then you've got Neighbors goes to the Giants with Danny Dimes. Then Adunze's my two. Like, as much as I love Neighbors, he can't be the second best wide receiver in my book. 
situation is crazy important. Um, while my top three order could change, the three probably won't. My four, five, and six, all of them could be outside of my top seven. Number four, number five, number six could all drop out of my top seven based on landing spots. So you got to understand the point of the ranking and the way I did it. It, it. It's all dependent on landing spot. If teams agree with you and they say, yeah, small school, I don't trust, then it is what it is. But I have a feeling a couple teams are going to look at it like I did and said, I don't really care about any of that. I'm watching him on the field. And if he goes onto the combine field and blows everyone away, then guess what? No one's going to care about the college stats. Or at least a couple teams won't. And all he's got to do is, all it takes is one dancing partner, man. And and the, the tank dolls are not easy to find. He's one of those guys. If, if that was the case, then... Uh, you were drafting him in Dynasty without even knowing where he was going to go, and you're even willing to draft him. Um, and in redraft, where would you draft him? What route? Where would I draft him in Dynasty? I I don't know. We'd have to. It, we really got to feel it out. He's going in like the 15, 14, 15, 16 round territory, man. Which is part of why, you know, you're hearing me hype him up so much is because we're kind of like I believe ahead of the curve here. And so, you know, I think it's pretty important to realize that he is Tank Dell. He's not getting drafted remotely close to the Coleman's or anybody like that. So if you're an underdog fantasy draft right now, he's going around like 15. He's going like 200 and something, I believe, overall. Like something like that. Something crazy. And what, what team would you want him to last? Land at? <laughs> For people wanting to know who we're talking about, Malachi Corley. <sighs> Baltimore would be interesting. Buffalo would be interesting because I think Diggs is gone uh, in a year, if not this year, if they figure something out. Uh, Indy would still be interesting because I don't believe in Michael Pittman Jr. the way other people do. And I think, you know, he's getting tagged. Maybe they work out a long-term deal. Um, I think uh, I don't want him to go somewhere where he's not a clear wide receiver one of the future. He could go to a, you know Atlanta in the later rounds. I'm not saying he even goes in. You know he, he he could go in round two. It just depends on if he climbs up everybody's board. Uh, the Chargers he could be amazing in L.A. if he goes like let's say in it, not obviously not five, but if he goes in a, in a different round to L.A. that could be great. Um, I think. I think, uh, you know, if the Bengals franchise tag Higgins and don't give him a long-term deal, maybe Cincinnati. And again, Corley to a team later doesn't matter that they already have receivers or they don't need that position necessarily. Like, you're going to take them, you know, because the value's there. Like, there's there's no shame in taking a, uh, a wide receiver a tad early when it's like your third rounder or whatever, or, or second of two second rounders. But Baltimore would be interesting. They've got, they've got flowers, but like that would still be interesting, I guess. Den Buffalo would be my favorite spot, I think, for the long term. Oh, did I time out? Oh, I timed out. I timed out on Monty. Could work out because I had Gibbs, but. 
All right. Hey, Bob, appreciate you, bro. Thanks for dropping the super chats. I, you know, we'll agree to disagree on Corley, but just know that I'm not cementing him in or, or anything. And and like I told everyone on my video, like I'm not backtracking by moving him around later. This was a deliberate talent only ranking. Talent assessment. You know, right. so, well, sometimes it's very different than my, you know, May rookie rankings by, by a lot. And it's just because of the landing spots. As I always say, Arian Foster was not the number one running back in the National Football League when he was the number one running back in the National Football League. His situation was gold. You know, I loved Arian Foster, but he just wasn't. He he was amazing as a player mixed with situation, and you couldn't take away his situation. But the whole point was his situation helped him become that. So Malachi Corley might be nothing. He might not even get a shot. I, you know what I love. You know who I love, like uh, near as much Ronnie Bell. What's Ronnie Bell done? Nothing. Is that his fault? No. But you know you can't go drafting. You you shouldn't have gone drafting Ronnie Bell high, because he was not in a good situation. But Ronnie Bell is Ronnie Bell. In my opinion, if Niner fans are watching right now, Ronnie Bell, in my opinion, would be amazing if you had to resort on trading Debo. Putting Ronnie Bell in as your, your your second wide receiver option and you get some sort of massive upgrade or help on the offensive line or whatever the hell it helps you do. So th that's a perfect example of Ronnie Bell is is getting way potentially gonna get wasted away. Malachi Corley could as well. Who who do you like better than him, Bob? I'm I'm really liking neighbors. I, I know a lot of but people he's are kind of skeptical. Yeah, he's hot. Them. Like a deeper guy though. Like who do you like near near the five, six, seven where I have Malachi Corley and you're saying you don't like it? Who do you like there? I like uh the guy out of Florida. He may be a little higher, but uh, Coleman. Yeah. Um, guy out of Texas. I, I mean, I honestly like all of them. It's just, um, I, I, I was kind of surprised this guy was as high. And it's not just you. There's other people, too. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of wide receivers that they, they perform well based off the, the size, the speed, the, the pure talent alone. And then when it comes time to game day, they're, they're, they're nowhere to be found. Brian Thomas, is, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. is also a, a specimen. Um, I, I, I don't know if you like my Leggett. Uh, take, but Xavier Leggett, guy's a monster too. Those are my out my, of South Carolina. Leggett, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, yeah, he's uh, he's such a a, a monster, he's bro. A monster, he, he, he's six foot three, man. That's that's that seems to be the that seems to be the 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 height that does it all, unless you're super aggressive. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. All right, bro. Appreciate you later. Yeah, no problem. Uh, appreciate the show. This yeah. one's been a lot longer, and uh, a lot of other people appreciate it too. So, all right, man. Thanks. Thank you. Later. All right, guys. I'm out of here. I'm on the clock here. I timed out last time. Damn it. I'm probably gonna go. I'm good at RB. Probably gonna go tight end here. I'll go David and Joku. I don't have a tight end yet. So my team so far, if anybody's wondering, I can't share my screen. Otherwise, I'd show it. Uh, we'll do a draft maybe tomorrow night. 
or tomorrow midday or something like that. Uh, my team so far, Joseph Cigar, Smoke, and Burrow. Joseph Cigar, Smoke, and Burrow. I got Jameer Gibbs. I got Kyron Williams. I got Austin Eckler. I timed out on David Montgomery, but that's okay because I got Gibbs. My wide receivers, I have Devontae Smith, Cooper Cup, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and I got David Njoku. It's a pretty good team. Burrow, Gibbs, Kyron, Eckler, Monty, Devontae Smith, Cup, JSN, and Joku. Woo! I'm not I'm not li- I'm not disliking that team at all. Feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good about my team. I like the squad. Let me let me do do this draft selection. I'll put my team on screen. Do I double up on the tight end position or do I go find? Let's see if I can find a wide receiver and scoop up somebody. Let's go to quarterback. No. Uh. I don't know how, how much I love David and Joku, so I'm gonna go ahead and just grab another tight end and really solidify it. I would have went wide receiver, but there wasn't anybody screaming at me. So I kind of felt like that was the best move. Alright, here we go. I'm gonna send my roster to my screen. And we will be out of here. God, we went long today. I was going to come on for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I was coming on for 10 minutes. And two hours and 30 minutes later. See, that's what happens, Chris. This is a two hour and two hour and 30 minute live stream. Um, here's my team so far. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty. If you guys want to do this as well, all you got to do is hit this link. It's in the description of the video. If uh, if you want to jump in the next one, I just dropped the link in the live chat. It's in the description of the video if you're watching a replay. But this is my team that I've drafted so far. What screen was I on? Here we go. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jameer Gibbs, Kyron Williams, Eckler. Look, you know, where is he going to be? I don't know. Montgomery, Devontae Smith, Cooper Cup, JSN, and Joku Goddard. I love that squad. I like that squad a lot. All right, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. Thank you for the super chats, Bob. Thank you. Um, who else super chatted? Bill. Thank you, Bella. Check yourself. Thank you guys for dropping the super chats. I'll see you all tomorrow. Appreciate you. Leave it on the fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. Uneven playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. He's for reals. Legend has it, if you say St. Brown three times in the dark in the bathroom, you will immediately lose your league. He's Kyron, he's seven feet tall, and he knows how to handle a ball. 
He's Kyron. He can take frowns and turn them upside down with his touchdowns. this program to bring you a special message from the Bruce's mother. Get Bijan. Bijan. All right, guys, see you all tomorrow. Appreciate you. Don't forget, uh, Chris and everybody else that's new here, subscribe, first of all. Um, subscribe to the Dynasty channel link in description. Subscribe to the Rumble channel link in description. And we'll be live tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern for sure. And we might be live during the daytime, Chris. I know you're a night owl guy, but you can rewatch the replays. But we go live when news breaks, and something tells me we got some breaking news tomorrow because today was full of news. And uh, I'll see you all later. Peace, peace out.